Do not mistake my silence for lack of grief. Ladies, gentlemen and variations thereupon, this is the all-new, the real modern escapism. Hello and welcome to Modern Escapism. My name is the artist formerly known as Oodles, and today I'm joined by Biggie, the Sands of Time. Hello. Also, Gadget3D. Hello. And last but by no means least, Stig, the Revolution. Hello. How are you doing, boys? Good, thank you. Marvellous. Very good. Happy to be here, as always. (laughs) Fantastic. You really sell it there, Stig. <laughs> I am the always happy to be here. It's outpouring there. <laughs> radiance. Pure. And speaking of radiance, we will jump straight to Stig and ask what he has been up to. Talk to me, boy. Okay, so this week I am going to talk about a podcast I've discovered. Um, yeah, I've discovered this because of our one of the hashtags that we use on our social medias, um, you might have seen it if you're on Twitter, is hashtag pod and family. And this is kind of like a way of other podcasts being linked to each other and you can, you know, retweeting yeah. each other and we'll get automatic retweets, you know, to try and push our podcast out to other people. And through that hashtag, I noticed one called the Amazing Nerd Show podcast. And mm. uh, their sign, it, um, their logo is like a take on the Star Wars logo, and I had a quick look at it. I am a nerd myself. Nerd! And they talk oh, yeah. about movies, TVs, comics, and wrestling, and the like. And I was like, well, this is, you know, bang up my street. Like They're fucking copying us. <laughs> like it was made for you, Steve. Yes. I mean, I would say that, Oodles, if they hadn't come around about four years ago. <laughs> Still, they might have gone in time, forward in time, and yeah. But yeah, it's hosted by two guys, uh, Christian and Damon, and um, yeah, they just talk about nerd shit loads, and it's great. It's each week they do a little roundup of the news and the rumors flying around the internet, like um, they'll talk about casting rumors or like confirmed casting of films, you know, upcoming films, upcoming games, mm. things like that. Um, then they'll do a review section if they've been watching something. So they've been doing reviews on WandaVision. Um, it's very spoiler, spoiler heavy. So um, they do actually timestamp everything as well. So if you don't want to know, you can kind of skip past that. Okay. But they go into like detailed things. Obviously this week they've been discussing the uh, Justice League. Um, they do. Uh, and then they finish off as well with a week, a week of wrestling. This week in wrestling. So they talk about what's been going on in the world of wrestling. So Is it a UK based one or American? No, it's American. Okay. American guys, yeah. So, uh, yeah, it's just I just really I've just been really enjoying it. Just listening to them talk about stuff that I'm really into, and um, I think it's it's definitely worth listening. If you like the kind of stuff that we talk talk about, then you'll like the stuff that they talk about. They also have this like kind of cool synth music playing in the background throughout. Oh, like a bed. It's like a really like it's it's not anything I've ever heard on a podcast before. Like you know, there's the intro. And then yeah. 
each section just has like this track playing in the background. It's not distracting at all and kind of adds to it all, but it's kind of a really different take on how to do a podcast. And I thought it was quite cool. He's trying to get gadget extra work now, isn't it? I, I can I can tell that. That's no, no, no. You don't have to worry <laughs> about it. Exactly. You're absolutely slacking, mate. Come on. Yeah, you don't. You don't have to worry about putting it into hours, but uh... <laughs> we don't need to fill the empty silences. No, but yeah, um, it's... he's not worried. Uh, that's <laughs> other than the Justice League film, um, mm. which we will um, talk about another time. Absolutely. Uh, um, yeah, that's kind of what I've been doing this week. That's what I've discovered this week is this new podcast. So the amazing nerd show. So uh, yeah, it's worth checking out. We will. I'm sure we will. Um, Biggie, what you've been doing, pal? Um, yeah. So thanks to Stiggy, I watched uh, Three Identical Strangers. Oh yeah, yeah. That was yeah, very good choice. Really enjoyed that. Uh, that is one messed up story. It is, but, isn't it? Um, quite <laughs> rightly, like Stig says, uh, you need to go in and see for yourself. So I won't talk too much more about that. But considering it was his recommendation, I'm glad I took that up because it was awesome. It's not bad at that, is he? Recommendations. He's all yeah, right. He, he, he said he knows the odd good film here. He does, doesn't it? Yes. I mean, I mean, to be fair, he's just recommended another podcast that's very similar to ours. Yeah, so that's a bit push shitty. our listeners away. No, 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 no. There's, there's, plenty, there's plenty there that's different. They don't have a, a banging uh, weekly. We can sacrifice a few million feature like we do. <laughs> but yeah, but the, the main thing I wanted to talk about was something that um, I discovered on uh, Netflix, which a few people have talked about. Uh, it's a, a series called Behind Her Eyes. Um, I don't know if anyone uh, knows any anything about Isn't this. Isn't that but... the Who song? Nope. Oh, it's Behind Blue that's, Eyes. Oh, that's what I thought he said. <laughs> So behind her eyes. Oh, no, sorry. I've not heard of this. What is o- it? Open your locals. So um, <laughs> just a very, very brief synopsis. Um, it features a young divorced mum played by Simona Brown, who has a six-year-old boy. Um, she goes out for an evening with her friend while the boy's been uh, looked after by a babysitter. And unfortunately, the friend cancels last minute. Uh, she ends up bumping into a handsome man played by, not me, Tom Bateman. Mm. And uh, they end up having a few drinks, etc. Uh, the next day, she discovers that the same guy is now her new boss at the therapy, sorry, the therapy clinic where she oh. works, and also discovers he's married. Oh, I hate when that happens. Uh, <laughs> every day, mate. Um, and an affair, <laughs> an affair begins. But to complicate matters, she also becomes friends with the wife played by Eve Hewson. Oh who, my god! Um, I was trying to work out where I'd seen her before, and it turns out I hadn't seen her anywhere before. But she is the daughter of Bono, bizarrely, from U2. Um, but she's really good in this. Um, oh. And via a chance encounter, they because um, they moved into the area, they become very good friends. And she doesn't know anyone at all. All of a sudden, everybody has secrets, and then a darker side begins to unravel, uh, such as that the husband controls his wife via meds and phones her at home to ensure that she's there at all times. Now, you find this out quite early on, so that's not really a spoiler. But what happens after that, I will not go into, because I think everybody needs to find out for themselves. I kind of enjoyed it. It kind of comes across as like a a cliche drama, but then when it starts to take a darker tone, and it keeps keeps you wanting to know more of what's happening, because it won't quite reveal, and you think it's going down a really obvious route, and then it does twist and turn here and there. Uh, So my wife and I really enjoyed it. Cool. Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. Is, yeah, I've checked that one out. Is that a film or a TV show? So it's a TV series. TV it's series. basically, uh, I think, six episodes. Okay. Oh, I like a shorter series, me. More into that. Excellent. Yeah, check that kind, out. Kind, kind, of, kind of reminds me from the sound of it. Uh, what was that Sky Atlantic show a few years ago, The, the Affair? 
Yeah, yeah. I haven't seen that one. But there uh, is... Um, Nicole Kidman, wasn't it? The end is all I will, will say. So yeah. be prepared Is it Nicole for. Kidman? I don't think it was Nicole Kidman. Someone else. Someone yeah. like that. <laughs> the, the only cast member in that I can remember is the guy from Fringe. Oh, I'm, I'm thinking of a more recent one with Nicole Kidman and... Um, hello, hello. From Love Actually, what's his name? Hello, oh, hello. <laughs> Hugh Grant. That's Hugh the guy. Grant, yeah. <laughs> That's the guy. <laughs> hello, I saw that too. Oh, I'm always <laughs> tripping up. Oh, hello. <laughs> Guy. With his, his foppiness. Yeah, him. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot the yeah. name of that show. Yeah, we watched that as well. Yeah, it was good, weren't it? Anyway, we're yeah, not talking about that. Nope. <laughs> no. Gadget, what have you been doing? Uh, I have been, uh, aside from many things, watching Justice League, practicing character voices for something oh, special. God, yeah. You've been busy. Um, I've been playing a game called uh, Pillars of Eternity 2 Deadfire. Oh, um, yeah, I've seen this. Which on... is mm. on uh, Xbox Game Pass. Yeah, that's what I saw it. Yeah, I had it on PC a while ago on Steam, and it ran like dog shit on my PC, so I <laughs> refunded it. And when I saw it popped up on the Xbox Series X, I was like, fuck yeah, I'll give that a shot. Um, it's just D&D. It's <laughs> just D&D. <laughs> really? That's literally what it is. And in fact, it, the voice cast of it is all of Critical Role. Oh, they're right. all in there. <laughs> like I um, but it, yeah, it's essentially it follows on from the first pillars of eternity. You play in the world of Aora, Aora, Aoras, something like that. Um, basically, the, the the run of the story is there's a giant god that's stomping around the world, pissing everybody off, and you're charged with stopping him. No way. Yeah. <sighs> um, unlike a lot of kind of Western fantasy RPGs. Um, an isometric RPG. So, like, gameplay wise, think of stuff like Baldur's Gate, and you're in the kind of the, yeah. the milieu of this of this game. But unlike a lot of Western RPGs, it doesn't have a European aesthetic. Oh. You play you play the game in the Deadfire Archipelago in this world, and it's very uh, Afro Caribbean, West Indies, Cuba, that kind of thing. Nice. Um, it's an archipelago of islands. Each island has some shit to do on it. Um, you you, you get to boat. You get to boat about. Um, is there a volcano? There is a volcano. Yes, <laughs> love so, a volcano. But, yeah, but you, you, you've got you've got your little ship called the Defiant. I assume you get bigger ships as you go on. You mm. get to do a bit of ship to ship combat. You can board people, or they can board you. Wow. Um, you can knock the shit out of things with fireballs. Fireballs are the answer to everything in this game. You know, they are in Divinity as well, aren't they? Yeah, big <laughs> enemy fireballs, giant enemy fireballs, fire resistant <laughs> enemy fireballs, and swearing. That's how it works. <laughs> That's how the run of the gameplay works. Um, but unlike Pillars of Eternity 1, you can play the combat turn-based, which I like. Because in Pillars of Eternity 1, you bas- it was in kind of real time, but you paused it. So you would pause the, the action, queue up a few commands, then let the action run, and it would kind of happen in semi-real time. This one, it, like Divinity, you get proper turn-based combat, and it, and it works really well. It's brutally difficult. Um, the game is quite fond of throwing you against a boss that you have no chance of defeating. Um, so save scumming is definitely a thing. Well, mm. I, I'm really enjoying it. I'm about 16 hours into it, which means I'm probably about 1% of the way through. <laughs> These are massive games. Uh, I'm currently exploring a city um, which is separated into five zones. Five zones? Yeah, five zones. Uh, all with kind of different biomes within the city itself. Um, and you you go right the way to the top of the mountain and you've got the kind of the palace where the queen lives. Um, you go down a level, then you've got the kind of the temples where shit's kicking off, and then you can go all the way down to kind of a place that reminds me of the gutter from Dark Souls Two, oh. where all the, all the undesirables go. 
Yeah. Which has a sub-level that I'm not brave enough to go down to yet, because apparently it fucks you up. There'll be a Sarlacc or um, something in there. Is this game co-op? <laughs> can I read somewhere? Is this co-op? Is there a co-op? I think you can. I think you can. Yeah, you can play it online. Yeah. Wow. Um, but no, it's, it's, it's really good. It's really involved. And it is proper role-playing. Like, you, you start with a character who is kind of supposed to follow on from the character in the previous game. Um but you build them up as you want. Um, I've had cutscenes where I've told a god to fuck off. God? Nice. Because you can speak to gods in this one, and mm. the gods will frequently bicker in front of you, <laughs> like a married couple, which is hysterical. Um, but the overall presentation of the game is wonderful. The graphics are lovely. The music is, is wonderful. The voice... The only thing I don't like about the voice acting, and bear in mind I like the voice actors, mm. um, is that every time you select a character, they give like one like a little line of flavour dialogue. There's not enough of those lines. Oh, oh, yeah. Yeah. Ready, so willing, like, and able. All yeah. this game was like that. Yeah, it was. Yeah, well, it's, yeah, it's, well, yeah, it's, it's the same principle. Um, so, like, um, uh, Adair, who's voiced by Matt, Matthew Mercer, every time you kind of go in, tell him to go whack at something, and he, he just recites the same voice line. Which I'll Ready and willing. Ready and willing. Oh, no, it's no, it's oh, it's 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 something it's something re, um, engaging. Something something really high high fantasy is like, may I be? Was it may I be on the wings of eternity or something like that? <laughs> oh, it's God. like something really high level like that. But... I'll fly like a Valkyrie. Mm, yeah, it's a great game. that's going to keep me you going. Have my quite sword well. and my axe and my shield and my boots and my gauntlets. And then don't it, tell the elf. Isn't there any way to turn those little vocals off? If there is, I haven't found it yet. Let's be fair, I haven't looked for it. Fair play. Fair play. Excellent. Well, you know what we're going to be doing for our D&D, don't you? Yeah. Mm. <laughs> and it's, yeah, it's, yeah. How much can we annoy Gadget with the same response? <laughs> you, say, um, <laughs> you say it's on Game Pass, yeah? Yeah, it's on Game Pass. Uh, it just came to PC Game Pass as well. Oh, nice. I might so check on, that out. Yeah, it's on both. But, uh, the, 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 yeah, the dialogue's good, and like you say, you can role-play properly. Um, I do love a good just, RPG. Just, 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 yeah, just, just one, one last example of that one. I, I had to negotiate to get a family onto a ship off the island, mm. and the births were taken up by a, a business-minded dwarf who had OCD. Oh God! And I allowed my character to play the guy's OCD off so that he would give up his births because, <laughs> because if he didn't give up his place on the ship, he would have to split up the family, and it wouldn't be an even number. Oh. <laughs> So I so when I explain that to him, he says, "Nope, nope, this will not do. Will not do. We will find another ship." And I walked off. <laughs> and there was part of me that felt a bit terrible doing that. But oh, it's it was pure like, though. That that's good. Yeah, it's like proper proper role playing. You can be as bastardish as you want. Excellent, excellent. Thank you very much. Well, I've been playing a computer game as well. In between watching Justice League three times, I lad. Um, Psychopath. <laughs> Bloody hell! For work. As well as pleasure. Um, yeah, I've been playing a game that wouldn't be considered as nerdy, but secretly is probably nerdier than Divinity. Uh, not Divinity, uh, Deadfire. It probably is a little bit nerdy. It's called The Division 2. Yes, mate, yes, mate, yes, mate. Now, people that know me, <laughs> people that know me know I'm not a big shooter guy. Monster energy, man. I'm not, I'm not really that, that guy. But you were a big RPG guy. I don't guy. get where you, you think that every shooter <laughs> is just Gears 3, massive muscle men. Good, man. Yeah, like, like, What's there's... your kill-death ratio, baby? <laughs> Ready and willing. That's it. <laughs> Semper Fi, motherfucker. 
I mean, you were talking up um, Remnant from the Ashes as if it was a Dark Souls thing. It's a shooter with swords. Shooter with swords, man. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Got no closer Dark Souls in it. <laughs> True. So, yeah, uh, The Division 2. Um, basically, I watched um, just this uh, a YouTube video popped up at the beginning of uh, the end of last week saying games you don't realise can be really good single-player games that actually are. And this is number one. Because um, the, the Division 1 is very difficult on your own. It's designed for a group. Yeah, it is, but I really enjoyed it. I, oh, have to say, I, 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 love I played the Division 1 with some pals, and I was the guy that yeah. was letting the side down. And I started noticing they played it less. Oh, In fact, they were online a lot less until I realised that I just weren't invited anymore. and they was hiding from me Um, and then became the divided yeah definitely (laughs) Um, so I thought you know what I I, I I think it was £7 or something I got it on um, Xbox and it had been enhanced very recently so I thought why not started playing this and immediately I was like oh oh I like these controls oh oh third person yeah and I was playing it for about two, three hours, and then something happened. I just discovered the fashion. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, the fashion in this game. <laughs> for those, that, those of you that don't know, it's a third-person military-style shooter with quite a um, political edge, but it's more sat- satirical than realistic. It's, it's a game that doesn't mind poking fun at itself. And the fashion in it is some of the best in gaming. Like, you'll back me up on this, won't you, Biggie? This is, like, <laughs> the clothes you can get on this. And I spent hours looting and... Yeah, it becomes oh. this weird collector-thon. And you, you think, oh, I haven't come across a bandana for ages. Yeah. It's just such a weird So you're rooting around in bins in. looking yeah. for a bandana. <laughs> <laughs> it's so good. So it's, it's based in a, um, a post... Um, Pandemic, but like a, a very aggressive pandemic, uh, Washington DC. So society has just completely collapsed. There's um, rebels called the hyenas that are just not listening to the new division, the new um, government. Like it's not barely even a government. It's just some nicer people trying to restore society. These hyenas are just fucking shit up as they were. Are, are you playing a game or watching the news? <laughs> both. <laughs> both. And you're you're part of the division, which is uh, something that you signed up to, uh, like a special forces team that you signed up to before the world went to shit and they have these special watches that go off when crisis is happening and you've just got to drop everything. Like on some of the cinematics are really sad, like he'll be one guy he'll be playing with his kids and his wife and his watch goes off and he just has to fucking leave them. To save the world, it's such a, it's quite, um, it's quite harrowing. Some of it, a lot of the cinematics on it, because basically, once you start, there's no real story anymore. You've got to discover it a bit like Dark Souls, but not as obtuse. Like you will pick up video files that you watch, and it's got some mm. more flavour to it. But it's just, uh, I, I like third-person shooters. I don't like first-person shooters as much because I've terrible hand-eye coordination. But this. Especially as this, the, the sequel, the one that I'm talking about, explains fully which loadouts to use if you're playing on your own. And it scales the enemies better for your, for your single player skirmishes and stuff. And it's just, I've got my little 
um, turret that I throw and it turns into a flamethrower. I've got my little rollerball thing, a bit like BB-8. Like scoots up towards an enemy that doesn't even know I'm there, scuttles along the ground, and then just explodes. So oh. I've got my friends, <laughs> which you blow up, <laughs> which I blow up. But they come back. They come back. That's why he wasn't invited back. <laughs> and it's just, it's just. I think. I mean, you'll have to help me with this one, big. I think it might be how it plays that's the ticket with this because the star is really. It's just in the background, isn't it? It just plays really well. Yeah, it's for me. I mean. I was a big fan of the first one mm. and the aesthetics, the, the division in New York City were amazing. And it, because it was um, Wasn't it winter? set around, around about Christmas time, there yeah. was snow everywhere. Um, it just looked really cool. Um, they obviously wanted to do something different with the sequel. So they, they've gone more for this sort of overgrown jungle. It's quite like, warm, um, isn't it? Yeah, it's a bit like a combination of like I Am Legend and The Last of Us, where you've got yeah. sort of... Um, I can't think of it, uh, foliage everywhere. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it, it just it just draws you in. When you pick up the audio files and it'll be mm. a recording of a conversation between a mum and her daughter and they're saying, really oh, good something's, something's kicking off here. I'm not quite sure what's going on. I uh, hope I see you on Thursday. And you kind of go, oh, well, I wonder what actually happened. And you, you, yeah. just, you just never know. It just creates this sort of backstory of what happened in the city, how things fell apart. Yeah. Um, you'll come across... Um, a bit of story about uh, the, the hyenas, who, who these people are. But like you say, you just get caught in aesthetics, the atmosphere, uh, the looting. Uh, yeah, just I, I loved it. I, I love playing it single, and I love playing it with friends because I just like soaking up the atmosphere. Yeah, I've 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 started like, because there's an area in the there's, there's the main missions and stuff, and some side missions that are all pretty self-explanatory. But then there's a place called the the Dark Zones, I believe it's called. Yeah. Um, you just genuinely can't go there on your own. So I've had to team up with people. And I discovered um, a, bet- a really deep betrayal and a redemption. Like This is not a part of the story. This is me with some- a real person. His name's Henry. His real name was Henry. Um, basically, <laughs> I went into the dark zone, put my gas mask on. Henry followed me. I was like, oh, hello. Henry, Henry follows me in. We go and get some contaminated loot, some really high high gear loot. I was like, oh, yes, here we go. And just as we were extracting, Henry shot me in the back of the head, and he went what the, what the game calls rogue. So he then he became a painted target. So everyone that's playing can go and get Henry and just basically fuck him up. And I just turned the other cheek. I went back in, and I supported Henry. And he messaged me afterwards, and he says, "Thank you for that. I made a huge mistake." Oh. So. <laughs> I made a friend, guys. <laughs> I made a friend. And here he is, everybody. Yeah, he's going to be on the show. <laughs> His gamer tag were disgusting, though. I'm not reading that out. <laughs> but, yeah, it's just, it's just really fun. Like, there was one, like, story moment where, as, as Big said, you get these audio logs, and um, but it's, like, it's more like a VR-type thing. It, like, plays out in front of you. Oh, yeah, you've got the... Um... It's like AR type thing, isn't it? It's oh, weird. I don't know what they're called, but yes, you've got echoes. Those as well. Echoes, are echoes, called. yes. Yeah, and these echoes happen. And I picked one up, and it were a mother and a son. And a son was saying, "Yeah, yeah, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go uh, to the pool, swimming pool." And she goes, "Okay." And then you go further on, and his mother gets attacked and killed by the beginning of this like pandemic. And you end up going to this pool later on, just not as a part of a mission. And there was a little kid's skeleton and stuff like that and it just makes you think fuck 
there's like a lot of effort put into it. And yeah. I did get a beanie out of it. I got the kids' beanie. I look really good in it. I look really good in it. It's a nice beanie. I'm going to put it on. Aren't I? But yeah, I got an achievement for it. So it's, it's, it's something like waste not, want not. Oh, God. <laughs> so it was a nice somber moment ruined by me being yeah go on I'll wear that it looks good ruined by you existing. thinking oh man this is just terrible and then like the little icon flashed on the screen pick up oh yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> oh yeah that's exactly what it is it's just it's really good um, I recommend it if you just it's, it's good if you've got no mates like me it's, it's good if you have got mates I think you can have a team of four I think something like that okay. it's really fun so, yeah, the Division 2, that's what I've been doing. And that's what we've all been doing this week. So, Biggie, what are we talking about this week? Reboots. Can lightning really strike twice? So, for better or worse, whether we need them or not, they happen. Sometimes they fail to deliver, but sometimes they surpass our expectations. And one of our escapees wrote in and said this. Nimrod Hicks. Hi, guys. Great show last week. The enthusiasm for the Lord of the Rings battles being a highlight. As I have little or nothing to offer on my reboots, my question is, what would your dream reboot be? Ooh. Which person or people would you like to reboot any piece of media? Cheers, Nimrod Hicks. We're so we will be discussing. <laughs> yes. We're talking about ones we like, we dislike, and our dream reboot. Excellent. Excellent. This is gonna this is gonna be good. Very juicy. So, um, Let's get the ball rolling with, uh, on my, from what I can see, clockwork order. Um, we're going to go with Gadget. Okay, so, reboots that I like. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to go for the Resident Evil games. And mm. more precisely, the, the kind of move that the series took after Resident Evil 6, mm. which we don't talk about. <laughs> <laughs> It was a dreadful waste of t- everybody's time, effort, and money. I like but it. Resident Evil 7 was a complete reinvention for the series, and it was superb. It was. I never saw that coming. No, I don't think anyone that saw that fucking thing coming. Now, I, I remember when they first revealed it, and they had this kind of first-person camera walking through the, kind of, uh, the, the shack yeah, inside the yeah. Baker Mansion. And I thought, ooh, this is an interesting way to present a Resident Evil game. And then the character interacted with something. It was like... Oh, yeah. Is this the game? This is not FMV. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. But it it combined it worked with a few different things because it was the first time that we saw really saw the new RE engine, which is a stellar engine. Oh, oh my. Oh it is. God. I mean it, it looks it looks superb on base PS4 and Xbox One. It's hard, got some but, of know, the it, best burgers rendered on computers. I'm telling you. Oh yeah, in Resident Evil 2, yeah. <laughs> well, in that fr- not in the fridge in the uh shark no. anyway. <laughs> no, 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 no. no. <laughs> but, Definitely not. That's a wimpy fridge that. Whereas over the years, like after Resident Evil 4, which I kind of count as the last good of the original Resident Evil series. Technically, yeah. Yeah. Resident Evil 5 and 6, and then to an extent the Revelations games, although I did like Revelations 2, that was fucking brilliant. Yeah, I did. If if only for Moira Burton and her moist barrel of fucks, oh, which is the so best good. line ever written in a game. But anyway, for, especially 5 and 6, they, be, they, they started moving away from the horror and they moved towards these kind of action blockbusters. You know, with giant tentacle monsters and boulder punching and in the in <laughs> volcanoes and shit like monster that. energy. They just they just tried to copy yeah. gears, didn't they? They tried yeah. to jump on the success yeah, of gears did, of war. Yeah. But 
they also took away a lot of the isolation from it because the whole thing that made Resident Evil scary was you were generally alone and if you weren't alone you were protecting somebody where it was like Sherry Birkin or Ada or anybody like that yeah um and but having a co-op partner who was equally as tooled up as you and very with infinite ammo if you were playing on your own yeah with, <laughs> with infinite ammo or in the infinite ability to waste health kits yeah um they just lost the horror aspect of it and it, it became the games became more about kind of mowing down hordes of enemies i liked how um, igen put it as michael bay's resident evil yeah <laughs> and that didn't suit well for me no. like i played through five and i played through leon's campaign in six that's the only one chris's. you need to play i started chris's and then nelly vomited um <laughs> so bad that one. <laughs> oh yeah but when yeah when they announced seven and it was just like oh oh this this is a creepy place yeah there's no enemies it's quiet yeah where's where's the hordes of enemies oh there's no enemies oh you're being stalked <laughs> yeah. oh welcome to the family son yeah, and like you saw this kind of really high detailed, high quality visuals, but in these very small claustrophobic environments, and it just it's it worked so well. Yeah, and you know, yeah, the molded weren't a great monster to fight, but they were fucking creepy that first time you went into the basement. Yeah, and you kind of see all the mold up the walls and they're dropping from places that you don't expect. Yeah, but like kind of being chased by Jack or kind of fa- facing off with the various parts of the Baker clan. Mm. That all worked really well, and then you had that excellent sequence when you're playing as Mia in the ship oh, later God, on yes. in the game. And the that's tensions, how you do action. Yeah, yeah, that is action packed, but it's also still really tense it and really is, scary. Yeah. And you know, it went back to you having to conserve ammunition and conserve health kits and dodge yeah. around enemies because you didn't have the resources. As a reinvention for the series, it worked incredibly well. Um, and I know they did the remakes of 2 and 3 and kind of went back to that horror roots with those as well, but I'm, I'm kind of not really talking about them because they're just remaking games in a new style. Yeah. Whereas this, the, for 7 and now for 8, that's 8 uh, Village that's coming out in a few few weeks' time, actually. It's next month, bloody hell. Oh. Um, it's the continuation of Ethan, isn't it? Yeah. Well, that, that's also the thing as well. Like you take the, They took the game away from the kind of the Raccoon City, Albert Wesker melodrama. Oh, God. Um... <laughs> And they made it, uh, and there are tenuous links to the original Resident Evil series. Oh, yeah. Umbrella gets mentioned, you get Chris. There's emails, Redfield. isn't there? <laughs> yeah, there's emails. But because it has that tenuous connection to it, it allowed it to tell a very different story. Mm. And actually, to be fair, it was a human story. Like, by, the end, by the end of it, when you actually get the full run of the story, which I'm not going to spoil here, but you actually do end up feeling bad for the Bakers. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, you absolutely do. As, a, as monsters, they have pathos, which is fucking weird for a yeah. Resident Evil game, for there to be emotional beats in a story. Mm. <laughs> um, yeah, it's, it's true. unheard of. <laughs> um, yeah, the, the Resident Evil Seven was a was the perfect way to reinvent that series. Oh, the expectations were pretty low, weren't they? I mean, well, yeah. After five and six, it was just. Going off in that different direction was just a masterclass. Did you ever hear yeah. what uh, Resident Evil 7 was originally planned to be? More of Resident Evil 6? It was going to be vehicle-based. <laughs> oh, what? fuck off. Yeah, genuinely it was going to be vehicle-based. Um, do you know fuck off. the vehicle segments that are in 6 and uh, yeah. 5? It was yeah, going to be real ship. You can actually control the vehicles and it was going to all be about like hordes as, as big as... like. Um, What's Dead Rising? Remember the big part? Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and I'm so glad someone at Capcom went, stop. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Don't fucking do wow. that. Do not do that. So somewhere, 
there's going to be a vehicle-based Resident Evil what? appearing. I know what's going to happen. <laughs> what came out first, PT or Resident Evil 7? PT. PT. PT was twenty four. Do you think that that had something to do with it? It must have. Because, it must absolutely. Have. Because the response to that first person, creepy as fuck, I mean, short wasn't there demo. like two years in it? Oh. Uh, it was 2017 for Resident Evil 7, so it was like three years in it. Yeah, so yeah, I, I yeah, reckon I, absolutely. I think, I think they definitely took inspiration from that thought, let's go back to this. Because yeah. I remember that demo coming out for Resident Evil 7, and at first I thought it was going to do that pt thing like oh the demos in first person but once we get the real game it'll be back yeah, to third person. i, I did mate i didn't resi one to three kind of style yeah I did. yeah I but no that. they kept like that and, and then to add vr element to it as well yeah yeah Fuck well, me, I, i'm so pissed off that they didn't put onto pc because it's only ps4 it's so weird that it is so scary in vr it's really, it's really scary. <laughs> I had to give up on so it. So <laughs> I, I watched a great stream. It was uh, one of our community members, um, Candy Machine, when she got her PSVR, mm. and she and she st- streamed it. And that, that sequence in, in the opening house where Mia jumps up the stairs at you. Oh, God, yeah. Yeah, she shrieked. It was hysterical. Yeah. <laughs> I, 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 I think I've said one. it on here before about the time that she jumped in front of me, and it made me, like, shriek out. At the same time, it's just like, and, I, and our heart's pounding. All I can hear is Kate laughing at me from upstairs, like because I just let out the biggest shriek ever. But I, I kind of had to stop playing that during the segment on VR when Jack was chasing around the house because it it got too much with yeah, he's so that, fast that and the motion sickness was getting a bit mm. too much for me. So, but even like when I went took it out of VR, it's still a really creepy game, like effective game. Mm. Yeah. It's really fun if you, and this is not a humble brag, because I think you've done it as well, Gadget. When you play it on Nightmare or Madhouse. Madhouse, yeah, I've it's, done it's Madhouse. It's such a not different a game. Experience. It's so different, isn't it? It's like, it's, it's more of a, it's, it goes really traditional, like, I have one bullet left. Yeah. You sometimes wish, could I use it on myself? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. There was, yeah, my, my overriding memory of Madhouse was um, right after you do the first boss battle with Jack. Oh. I've got a chainsaw, yeah. Oh, no, the garage one. No, in, yeah. in, the, in the garage one, yeah. Oof. And, like, he's supposed to make an appearance upstairs. Yeah. Like, you work your way upstairs in the bathroom, and he comes back in, and he says, uh, you're about to see something beautiful, son, or something yeah, like that, and yeah. his head grows back or some yeah. shit like that. Um, And I was like, oh, I'd gotten out of that. I was like, okay, I'm safe for about 15 minutes while yeah, I just potter come. about. Yeah. And I got into the foyer of the house, and then he burst through the door. I was like, "Hey, boy!" Yeah. I'm like, "Fuck!" He doesn't, he doesn't stop. He doesn't stop. It's ridiculous. No, it stop. It's yeah, like, it, it did surprise it, me it, as well. It, it, it sequence breaks so much to do Madhouse just to make. And it they so put much the keys in different places and stuff like that, and everything is just yeah. so wild. Oh, it's yeah. It's, I mean, it's it's a great kind of arrange mode because yeah. that's what they did with the old Resis. But yes, the the new direction for Resident Evil Seven. More of that, please. Yeah, and we're getting I, more. of I that, think please. eight's going to be incredible. We, 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 We've got. Well, it, I mean, I mean, don't forget with it, we get the big lady. Oh, is everyone getting ready to get stomped on? I, yeah. mate, there's, got, there's going to be multiple deaths on my end because <laughs> she just stood there walking at her. I'm like, just come at me. <laughs> I'll put the pad down. I'm so excited for eight. Yeah, I can't wait for that one. But moving, moving on from what I like to what I dislike. Yes. And I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna do this one quickly because there's not really a lot I can say about it, but it's just one of the ones that I. I was, I was just dislike it earlier today. <laughs> well, no, it's, I dislike it, but I think it's because I was more disappointed in it than anything. Right. I'm not, a, I'm not angry, film. Mm. I'm disappointed in you. <laughs> yeah. But uh, it was the, the kind of the, the new school 
X-Men films. So they're all the ones kind of starring James McAvoy and Michael Fassbender. Mm, okay. Now, I don't think they're bad films, if I think back to them. Yeah. But I don't think they're good films either. Like, I really enjoyed the original X-Men films. Um, and I thought the casting of them was superb. We don't talk about X-Men The Last Stand for very Nobody good reasons. Nobody does. But the first two, I thought, were excellent. Especially two. Um, yeah, two was great. Yeah. But the these the kind of the going back in time and having young Xavier and young um, oh uh, the uh, days of future past thing yeah so like first class days of future past yeah. apocalypse dark phoenix we don't talk about dark phoenix either oh no. dark phoenix was so bad <laughs> oh it was a dreadful film um but the problem I have with them is that I don't think they did anything particularly interesting and the changes that they made to kind of like this kind of established X-Men law to suit these narratives didn't seem to make any sense. Like having um, Mystique as like this kind of adopted sister to Xavier. I'm fairly sure that doesn't happen in the comics. Uh, and even though- I think the only thing, the only reason that they had to do stuff with Mystique is because Jennifer Lawrence got so big. She, she, she blew up she as, did, a, as she a star. Did. So it was just like, well, yeah. how can we have one of the biggest movie stars in the world yeah. and not Well, that's why they keep changing it from being blue. Yeah, so that's why you can see like, Jennifer Lawrence. Yeah, she's Jennifer Lawrence throughout the heart most of it, rather than Mystique. Yeah. Even, even, in the comics, chari- even though her character is all about, this is who I am. Oh, yeah, yeah, she's so pro-mutant. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. In, in the comics, she's the mother of Nightcrawler, so that never gets yeah. discussed in the... In the no. Uh, but, yeah, I'm the, the, so annoyed about what it doesn't follow in the comics. Yeah, it yeah. so bad. So much. Which, which yeah. the original, even even the even kind of the third uh, last stand is kind of closer to the comics than the newer ones. Even though it's yeah, shit, which is saying a lot. <laughs> um, but yeah, it just when when I think about them, it's like I don't even have these strong overriding memories of it. it. They just disappointed me so much because there was so much potential, and they have a lot of good actors in them. I tell you what I did like, sorry to butt in, but I did like um there's one particular bit on Apocalypse with um Eric Lensher, uh Magneto, when he's trying to be good with his new wife and kid. Remember that? Bit? Oh, there's a bit in the yeah. forest. Yeah, that's the yeah, that's I re- a really, I really good like that bit. bit actually, yeah. It's a really, really good. really good bit and then it just turns shite again. <laughs> that's the point, because the the law, the history. I mean, I'm a massive X Men fan. Yeah, so am um, I. Uh, for the comics, and it's just like you've got this material there that you can actually still write a good screenplay from. Yeah. And I just like Gadget says, I just cannot understand the choices they've made through a lot of the movies to how they. Yes, right, one and two were successful, and even they changed a few things. But you just look at all those big stories throughout look, the X Men history. Look how good they did. They Quicksilver as well, and then. If you can do oh, him so good, it feels why like can't you do anything else so It feels good? like Fox were embarrassed that they were making comic book films. Yeah, he yeah. does. Yeah, yeah. He does. yeah like just they just never it. embraced it fully. Yeah, yep. I agree totally with you. Agree. Totally agree. Yeah. Uh, it just, I found them incredibly frustrating. I think, how the fuck do you fuck up Apocalypse as a baddie? He's one yep. of the best. Um, um, He's the first mutant, for fuck's sake. <laughs> and I mean, I'm, I'm, we're going to say Dark Phoenix. Oh. They had already done that film with Last Stand, and they made it worse. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I mean, Last, Last Stand has problems across the board. Yeah. It's not a good film. It's, got but Vinnie it's Jones better in it, than Dark. Sake. I'm the juggernaut bitch. <laughs> yeah, but it's got it's head and shoulders better than Dark Phoenix. It is. It is. I mean, as when when me and Stig were on the uh, Never Watchers podcast, I pointed out the fact that they had Jessica Chastain in there as a baddie. 
and she's so forgettable. She did nothing. Yeah, yeah she's, like, she, she's she's a the, brilliant actress. She's supposed to she's be the the Cree, but not the not they didn't call them the Cree, did they? No, they were just like some generic <laughs> alien. Them something that was else. In Phoenix. We'd supposed to be the she, Cree. We'd forgotten she was in the film so much that when he said Jessica Chastain, we thought he was talking about Sophie Turner. Oh fuck! Thought, exactly. We thought yeah. he got the wrong actress because we just forgot that she was in the film. Exactly. Two redheads. Yeah. yeah. It, it was just it's absolutely mind-boggling what they've yeah. done to this franchise and yeah. like when when this when they said like Dark Phoenix was going to be like the last last of their contractual obligations or last of, last film they could do before they had to renegotiate with Marvel. I don't remember sitting there thinking, "Fucking good. Yeah. Do any more. You can't you can't do this. It shouldn't be allowed." I I, 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 I like the Michael true. Fassbender as uh, the younger. Uh, I, yeah, I do, I do, Fassbender I do, I do, is good as Lancia. He I really is. Good. Yeah, I like Michael Fassbender. I don't buy James McAvoy as Xavier. Neither do I. No. He, no. There's 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 something and and. This is not just me preferring Patrick Stewart. I mean, how can you not like Patrick yeah, Stewart? Yeah. But like Patrick Stewart, and also thinking back to like the comic books and the cartoon from the nineties, mm-hmm. which is the greatest thing ever committed Absolutely. to the television. Charles Xavier always had this gravitas to him, and I know he's supposed to be young and he's supposed to be learning who he is. Mm. But when you go back into the comic books and into kind of flashback sequences in the cartoon and in other media, Xavier always has that gravitas. He's a very serious man. He's a very yeah. in control man because of his. His power, he has to be in control. Otherwise, his brain would explode, for lack of a better term. Yeah. You know, like, this kind of emotional, angry, semi-violent dickhead that Piss Matt as well. is. <laughs> and Pisshead, yeah. It's like, that's not Xavier. No, that's, it's not, is it? That's James McAvoy, basically. You know, and it's just like... There's just so much. I do like McAvoy in general, but yeah, he's, I, don't, also, I don't like him. That picture of him always using his power just really annoys <laughs> yeah. me as well. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> also, that what, what what was it? That fucking who who did they get to play Cyclops in these ones? Ty something or other? Um, um, yeah, the guy from the boxing film. Yeah, he was in. He's he in Ready Player One, isn't it? Yeah, he played Wade in Ready Player oh, One, yes. so I automatically hate the fucker. <laughs> <laughs> Wade Watts. Yeah, so, yeah. The new school X-Men. Fuck them. Yeah. yeah. People will shout at you because people liked uh, um, New Class and stuff. I like Days of Future Past, to be honest. Yeah. I really, Do you? Yeah. I, quite I think like, it's I a quite mess. Like but I also, <laughs> it is a mess. It's, it's enjoyable, but uh, I agree with I do agree. And every single film, one of them just seemed to be, they just kept resetting Xavier and, and Magneto. Like, they would fight, then the friends, then the, well, fight, the, the, the friends. The, from fight. the comics, there were, there was, they were always... Friends, they he never was... called themselves enemies, but they—I don't think like they had... gentlemen's enemies. Yeah, yeah, they? that's yeah. it. Old school gentlemen's enemies. But the, the timeline never pisses me sense. off more <laughs> in the the pre in the young new class yeah. stuff. Sixties, seventies, eighties, nineties. Yet none of them itch for more than like five years. <laughs> Mutant abilities, pal. Mutant no, abilities. No, even like the regular humans. It's only Logan that technically no, doesn't age. Moira, she doesn't age at all between the 60s and the 90s. Don't, don't they, they, oh, no. In Apocalypse, he mentions that. He says, she's not aged a day. Yeah, exactly. It's like, fuck's <laughs> it, Isn't it in like, in like the last one, in um, uh, Dark, Dark Phoenix? Phoenix? They're only a few years away from the first X-Men yes. film where they meet Wolverine. Five years away. So it's just like, it's like, how badly does James McAvoy age in the next he loses like, his eight, eight or nine years? He, he turns into <laughs> Patrick Stewart. <laughs> gets, yeah. It's yeah. like that thing about with Star Wars, isn't it? Like how uh, I want to see how Obi-Wan in, in 20 years <laughs> got from this. Yeah. <laughs> to Alec Guinness. Yeah, to Alec Guinness. <laughs> from Ewan McGregor that looks 
incredible still to this day. Yeah. To Alec Guinness. It's and it's been 20 thinking. years since, <laughs> yeah, since those films started. Exactly. <laughs> oh, dear. Let's, we, we're splitting airs here, to be fair. But, yeah, you're right. Yeah. I, I, I think the newer X-Men are a bit shit. So we'll come on to what you, you want to see after we've gone through everyone else. So we'll go yep. to you, Sticks. I'm sure you've got some absolutely hard-hitting opinions here. Um. Yeah. Maybe. Maybe. You um, know you are. Maybe. The first. The, so my first one that I liked. Um. I originally was going to do the uh new um ape, um Planet of the Apes trilogy. Yeah, the Caesar trilogy. Yeah. Yeah, because I think they're. I think I think they're brilliant. brilliant. Yeah, and like the CGI and everything, and and the, the human element of that story, but coming from the side from the ape side, is just think is so well done. Mm. But then I thought about something actually that I've really loved. Um, after such a, a long break in, in quite shit games, and that's like <laughs> the Mortal Kombat reboot oh, they did God, in two thousand and eleven. Yeah. So for me, Mortal Kombat one to three are all time as, as fighting yeah. games. I think they're brilliant. Yeah. Ball's not good. And then the age <laughs> of the three D fighter came about. Yeah. And Mortal Kombat four is absolutely terrible. Yeah, and from there was, that, I think there were Deadly Alliance, Armageddon. Yeah, you get Shite. a string of really terrible Sub Zero stories or whatever it's called. Yeah, like <laughs> Shaolin oh, Monks. Fuck, I forgot about like that. platformer, <laughs> like side platformer, like yeah, things yeah. And, and and various fighting games. So between '97 and 2006, you get these terrible 3D. And then there was the DC Mortal Kombat yeah, one as yeah, well. Yeah, I was going to mention that one. They did a collaboration with DC, which sounds cool. But it oh, we wasn't. Got, we get DC fighters, DC characters against Mortal Kombat characters. But the fact that DC refused to let any of their characters be killed yep. meant that it... No it, fatalities. Yeah, no fatalities. It just wasn't Mortal Kombat. So not only Ooh. was it terrible, a terrible fighting game, it just sucked everything Mortal it Kombat. Did, it, even with, the, it even had Mark Hamill on it. Yeah. And it was still shit. Yeah. <laughs> it sucked everything about what makes Mortal Kombat fun. You should be having Superman as a beat 'em up character as well. <laughs> Purely Have you not played Injustice? Everybody else. Yeah. I mean Injustice is really yeah. good. Yeah, but Injustice. But Injustice is um similar to the it's a similar style to these um new Mortal yes, Kombat games. It's the same, same people yeah. making it. Yeah. yeah. So in 2011, they saw a reboot which kind of took it back to its roots. It became a traditional 2D approach, although yeah, technically it's, it's like 2D 2.5D, isn't it? So mm-hmm. it's, yeah. it's a two D fighter, but obviously everything it looks really polished and uh, given that kind of three D effect with the you know proper backgrounds and things like yeah. that. Combat feels absolutely new and fresh. Mm. Uh, they took away just high and low kicks and replaced it. Each button is now a per limb button, yeah. and you execute special moves. And they introduce the X ray moves. Oh, so good! So to add more brutality into it, outside of the usual just special moves and, and fireballs and mm. whatnot and fatalities, you get this um, X-ray move. So when you get special, you hit this X-ray move on them and it goes into a little sequence where you beat the shit out of your opponent. And it's so good. Every now and again, it hits them in a certain point and it, sh- and it, and it goes into an X-ray and shows that part of the body just getting yeah. fucked up. Either it's part of their bones cracking or, their, or, yeah, or their organs <laughs> getting like ripped apart and... Ooh. 
and, and it's just real. It's just a real cool feature they put. But they still the live to fight another yeah, day. Obviously, <laughs> you get back up and you carry on fighting, even though these X-ray moves are like yeah, the, 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 There's one where one of the themselves. It's Sonya Blade. She shoots them straight in the head with a Desert Eagle, and they just go. A bit of my elf bars was knocked off. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the bullet goes straight through the brain. But they look cool. Are, are as you fuck. telling me that's not how Desert Eagles work? I'm not sure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they, they, these, they look they look really cool, and it added no, something do. different to it. And then like the and then they added a storyline into it. Oh, so, so rather than it just being that classic tower, so the old Mortal Kombat games was you start at the bottom of a tower and you fight your way up to yeah. the bad guy, to either Shang Tsung or Shao Kahn or whoever's at the top. Motaro. <laughs> and the I really love the crazy batshit mental story they've gone with. So the first one in 2011 goes back to the original. Yeah, it does, doesn't so it? It, yeah. starts, it starts you at Mortal Kombat 1, but mm. then due to wackiness and craziness and time travel. time travel and all that kind of nonsense, it splits off into its own new timeline. Yeah. And like in this one, something like Shao Kahn has invaded Earth. He's, he's thought, can't be arsed with this tournament anymore. Fuck this, I'm invading Earth. Yeah. And As you do. It plays on that. And it... Yeah, but I re- what I really like about the way they did these as well is you have these cutscenes and then the cutscenes seamlessly take you into the fights. So good. Yeah. Yeah. So you, you kind of say you're Sonya Blade and you do, you, you've got this Sonya Blade cutscene and then these bad guys will come from the other side. You might be Kano or someone and they'll have a bit of back and forth and then the camera will kind of spin round to this 2D model and you're in the fight. Yeah, and like each character then has you know they all crack wise at each other as well. Like I'm gonna slice you from ear to ear. Yeah, but it, That's it's what Kano says they do it <laughs> rather than. Oh, it, I thought you were gonna go at Stig then. No, <laughs> <laughs> but rather than it being like um, just a generic one as well, they've mm. made it character specific. Yeah. So if you're um, uh, Sonya and you're fighting Kano, their back and forth is aimed at each other, and I mm. thought that was a really nice touch. But yeah, I just think it's from a game that really lost its way for... Oh, God, it did. What are we talking there? 10 years. 14 years? Yeah. 14 years between 97 and this, this game. Um, after, you know, having such a strong start in the 90s. Mate, um, Deadly Alliance had a full-on fucking RPG mode on it where you ran around a map. Yeah, it it's so it's weird. A, you were Shaolin oh, Monk, I think. Yeah, you were crap. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I remember that. I remember it was playing so that. Bad. Just like, but yeah, I mean, they've kept it. They kept elements like they kept the classic tower in. They kept test yeah. your might. They kept Got the crypts crypt. in. The crypts yep. were always good. That was a new yep. thing that they. But the the fighting and everything else around it is just so much better. And then they've done Mortal Kombat nine, ten, and eleven. The storyline carries on. The same. Do you like kind of what they do on eleven? Because I've been recently playing eleven actually. Where I they, haven't they, done the oh, new expansion. Yeah. I'm not no. talking the, the, with, with the actual gameplay. Do you know with the X-ray moves? Now mm. you activate them when you're getting your ass kicked. Yeah, so like a, there's a like tactical a... element to it. So if it's like a desperation move, it's, it's really cool. Mm. Yeah, like if I you're was, on I... death's door, you press it and boom, you're away. I often found that in some fighting games was it always seemed unfair for the person who was winning. Yeah, their power bar was building up, yeah. and then they could just fuck <laughs> the other person up. Yeah. So not only are they getting battered already. Now they've got a special, and they're just like, right, I'm going to finish yeah, you off now. It for I, I, 11, I can kind of really get good. why, because you know you, sh- you you deserve to be rewarded for being better. Mm. But like Oodle says, this one kind of flips it. So if you are so good, battered, then you mm. 
you know, there's there's a bit of help there for you. But yeah, the storyline's just crazy throughout the whole oh, thing. So good. It, it gets it just gets more and more nuts. <laughs> it's and like so good. people turning into bad guys, all these like alternative reality. It's like, three Raidens, isn't there? Yeah, like <laughs> like zombie Luke can coming back yeah, and things like that. And it's it does like wrestling. It, it's, it's, yeah. it's, it's worse, believe it's, it or not. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but it much needed. Absolutely yeah. much needed for, for Mortal Kombat those that, that reboot was. Good so choice. That's the one I like. And so just onto the ones I dislike. It's pretty much every attempt to reboot the Terminator franchise since oh, 2009. Yeah. Hard agree. Hard agree. Oh, 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 oh yes. <laughs> So Terminator yeah. 1 and 2, absolute Stone Cold classics. All-timers. All-timers. 3 is terrible, but there's still a bit I, I of fun to be had in there. There's, oh, 3 is hilarious. I remember bad. it. Is it the yeah, uh, Terminatrix? It's really bad. No, it's... Yeah. it's yeah. Yeah, 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 it's got the female Terminator in it. Yeah. yeah. But there's some good scenes in that, like in, within the film. He's walking through scenes. the graveyard the with graveyard, a little yeah. gun. Oh yeah. yeah, and the ending, the ending to three is brilliant. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah I remember yeah. that. Yeah. Um, less said about. That. I mean, I'm so glad they took that deleted scene out of three, where you see Arnie as the. You see Arnie as oh, the shit, guy. Yeah. The guy they base the Terminator, yeah, the Terminator on, on. But he's like a proper like. He's like, yeah, I'm American. Yeah, I remember like, that. I remember yeah, that. and then like this, yeah. it goes, oh, we can't. We got to do something about that voice. And then the, a scientist turns up with Arnie's voice, and it's like, yeah, okay. <laughs> but it's yeah, but yeah, three just had its bad points, and then and you can see why they thought right, it's been. Over a decade now, let's bring Terminator back. Salvation. And the salvation was a good idea. No, 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 no. Oh, yeah. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> Me and you right, calm mate. down, calm down. <laughs> I do actually like quite a lot of salvation. It has know. good ideas because it isn't just, let's send someone back in time and send a Terminator yeah. back to help save the other one. It's like, right, let's see the war between the humans and the machines. Let's see what, Let's see everything that led up to the point where John Connor sends Cal Reese back in time. So Let's intense see is John Let's, Connor in that. Yeah. And, <laughs> yes. um, well, I mean, I mean, Christian Bale is such a method actor. He went forward to the future <laughs> to fight in a war against machines to come back just so he knew exactly what to expect. To fight the war against sound men. Oh, yeah, Christian Bale. He's just—he's so like. Yeah, watch your back, gadget. He, he, he just flips between either hamming it up or, or looking completely bored. Like yeah, I agree. I agree. It's just all over the place. Who, who directed that one? Oh, it's that's, that's got to be on McG the G from yeah, Charlie's yeah, Angels. Yeah. Mick right, G, okay, the guy yeah, who the director. He's he's two films before that were Charlie's Angels and Charlie's Angels Full Throttle, all wow. music videos. That's all he's got. And it's yeah. like, how can you hand such a massive franchise? Yeah, great. To just someone with a track record of two shit films, and we'll get oh. on to we'll, we'll get on to Genesis and who the director of that was. Oh God, yeah. But yeah, you've got Sam Worthington, Mr. Fucking Charisma Ruin a Vacuum. Franchise. Charisma, Charisma Vacuum himself. <laughs> yeah. It's Marcus Wright. And Anton Yelchin is Kyle Reese. Anton mm. Yelchin was a, was a very good actor. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. But he didn't. I forgot he was in that. Didn't scream Kyle Reese to me at no, all. Not no, not at all. Not at all. You don't go from An- Anton Yelchin to michael bean like they just they should have just de-aged michael bean because he's incredible yeah they should do. <laughs> yeah. but that, that the film's got some other great actors and actresses in there it's just it's just not good hasn't it got matt smith in it at the very beginning no that's that's one of the other ones oh is that one of the other ones <laughs> yeah so it's got good action scenes but it's loud and bombastic but completely I like the, uh, the enemies were quite cool yeah i agree 
Yeah. Yeah, I mean, so you got that. Arnie, Arnie couldn't be in it because nope. he was the governor at the time. So they've just got this horrible CGI-looking clone. Oh, my God, it's it so looks, bad. It looks so yeah. bad. And, yeah, the movie <laughs> bombed. Um, I, I looked this up before I started. So technically it made more money than its budget, but it made less than double, which is a bomb, for, especially for that's a franchise. A bomb, yeah, it's a bomb for a franchise yeah. blockbuster. How much did it cost to make? About 100 mil? 200, 200 mil to make. Fuck, and only made, good Lord. Only made wow. 371 Oh, so how do you go from Charlie's Angels to here's two hundred million dollars? Go film Charlie's this. Angels made money. He's obviously got friends with the it, right people. It's the wrong kind of movie. But for Gene yeah. did uh, Britney Spears music videos and stuff. So mm. like the the the, the thing, is, thing is thing is for Salvation, it, it committed that heinous crime of a, of an action film and a franchise action film of being entirely forgettable. It wasn't a bad film. It wasn't a good film. Mm. It was beige wallpaper with explosions. Mm-hmm. The actual lighting is very dark as well. I remember struggling to see some yeah. of that film on the mm. old DVD player. Yeah, yeah. Like I've, I mean, I've seen it, and I remember very little of it, other than Christian Bale sitting on rooftops. Yeah, he did yeah. sit on rooftops quite a few times. It's <laughs> <laughs> good at that. Um, so yeah, that one bombed <laughs> terribly. So then we left. They left it for six years, and he's now back in the game. He's finished doing his uh, governing. And he's back in the acting game. So let's let's reboot Terminator again mm. with Terminator Genesis because that's Genesis, not how you yeah. that's not how you spell Genesis. Genesis. <laughs> <laughs> this one's directed by Alan Taylor. Mm. Alan Taylor's last job before this was Thor: The Dark World, often referred to as the worst Ooh. MCU film. It is. And he's right, because it is the worst one. There's no two ways about that. That is the worst one. The only one I've seen once. Yeah. This one did make a bit of a money back. 160 mil budget. Got 446 points. Didn't it have Daenerys Targaryen in it? Yeah. But critically, it was a bomb. 27% on Rotten Tomatoes. Fuck. This stars Jason Clarke as John Connor, who is awful casting. (laughs) I don't like his face anyway. Jason Clark, Sorry if you're listening. Jason Clark is a good actor. Is he? Yeah, I think he's a good actor. Yeah, I agree. But he is not John Connor. Look at John Connor in that scene from Terminator 2. This grizzled, hard bastard. Michael Bane, maybe. <laughs> then look at John Jason Clark, mm. and that does not scream John Connor at all. Just uh, and then yeah, so you've got Amelia Clark. She's Sarah Connor and Jai Courtney, and even. Bigger charisma vacuum than between Sam Worthington. Who's Jai Carney? What's he done? It's Kyle Reese. No, but what what, what other films? He was. He he's in Die Hard Five. He's oh Captain Boomerang. Yeah, he's Captain. Yeah, yeah, he's Captain, Captain <laughs> Boomerang. For sake. Yeah, yeah. I've just I've just looked up a picture of Jason Clark. I mean, he's a conventionally handsome man. He looks like a dad, doesn't he? Yeah, he does. Yeah, he's he's no he's no. Um... He's just a dad. He's not. He's definitely not. Definitely not a John Connor. Because they're not. They just got Edward Furlong back. He'd have been the right age. I don't think Edward Furlong's in the right frame of mind <laughs> no, to be back. No, <laughs> probably not. But this one, it's like again. So it's like, oh, what would we do? Okay, let's send someone back in time. This one basically starts before T one. Yeah, yeah. And it shows Kauri's been sent back in time. But as he's getting sent back in time, something happens because of reasons in inverted comma, and. It's uh, the the description here says something creates a nexus point of temporal paradox that alters the timeline and causes Kyle to experience childhood memories from an alternative version of himself. <laughs> so basically, he's been sent back into an, an alternative timeline. That's not how time works. <laughs> and when he meets Sarah, 
She's already prepared because guess who's with her? Dum 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 dum. And he's back, baby. <laughs> As pops. Yeah, yeah, they call him Pops. pops. I remember that. Yeah, Pops. And he's he's quite human. He's still a robot, but yeah. he's quite who, human. Who sent he? Pops? Never find out. <laughs> no idea. So as so as pops, is he the? Because I haven't seen Genesis. T eight hundred, isn't he? Yeah, it's a T eight hundred. Yeah, no, but I'm saying, is he the Terminator two T eight hundred? Like, did he not have the bath in the bath in the um? Did he not have the bath in the lava? No, he's just someone. He's just one that got sent back. Um, yeah. How many did they send back? Oh, they never they stopped. Oh, this one hasn't worked. We'll just pop another one out the cupboard <laughs> yeah. and send that stop, one back. They couldn't upload the backup to the iCloud. As yeah. well. Also, like, <laughs> if they have this ability to send one back, why do they only ever send one? Yeah. If they just sent an army back, like... Army of Arnie. Yeah. Ooh. But yeah, you never find <laughs> That's out. That's a film idea. <laughs> right and then, down. I'm sorry if anyone wants to see these films. You, just, you don't need to. They're terrible. <laughs> no, you don't. You don't need to. Here, there's a bit of time jumping, so now they jump into the to today. So it's yeah. 2017. They jump into, and Skynet is no longer Skynet. It's called Genesis. It's called Facebook. And they, ha- and they have to stop Genesis. <laughs> thing. At this point, for some reason, John Connor turns up. John, what are you doing in 2017? It's revealed that John Connor's now a Terminator. Ba bum bum ba bum. <laughs> what? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That happened. And he's 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 like a he's like a nanobot Terminator yep. as well. Yeah. Like, dun, dun, dun. yeah. Oh no, no, you need to watch this. Not now. nanobots again. No, gadget. You don't need to watch this because just watch the trailer because they put that in the fucking trailer. Yeah. Yes, they do. Yeah. Yes, they the, do. The, the big reveal. The, the big twist. reveal. The big twist. They put in the trailer. But yeah, it's just again, it is a terrible film. Like both leads are terrible. Sounds dreadful. Amelia Mm. Clark just does not suit Sarah Connor at all. She doesn't suit an American accent. She looks like she's scared to shoot guns half the time in it. It just like she is not Linda Hamilton. Nobody is. And then, is Genesis the one where they brought back Linda Hamilton? No. No, that's the next one. We'll get on to that Give him chance. Give me a chance. <laughs> oh, good Lord. So, yeah, I mean, I love Arnie. Who doesn't love Arnie? But, like, just this one was just kind of like, oh, Arnie's back now, but he's old. Mm. Oh, great. <laughs> like, <laughs> let's, let's make hilarious jokes about how he's old. It's like, and do you know the worst thing about this film? And It's nothing to even do with the film. It's James fucking Cameron. <laughs> Because he put a video out on the internet saying, this film is a great film. It's Terminator back in form. That's he, right, he did. And he yeah. endorsed this film, and it is the worst one out of the lot. He was in a submarine while they were doing that video. Yeah. Because that's what he's always in. Like, what did you get paid <laughs> to say this, James? Because... <laughs> Yes, but yes, but based on the quality of Avatar, we're fairly confident that James Cameron knows nothing about films. Hey, hey people hey. love Avatar. I don't. That doesn't mean people they're right. Do. James Cameron knows a lot, but but obviously he was being handed a big big sack with a dollar sign on it for that. <laughs> Let's not forget James Cameron did Terminator yeah. Two. Let's not forget yes, that exactly. And yeah, and then we get to Dark Fate, two thousand nineteen. This one is directed by Tim Miller. So he I went has, to cinema to see this. Yep, yeah, he. This is the guy who did Deadpool. Yeah. So he's no. Oh. Yeah. So you think oh, actually, yeah, we bring Linda Hamilton back, looking badass as fuck. Mm. And he's Taking boxes. Yeah. She looks incredible in it. You've got the new Terminator. Looks great. Uh, Mackenzie Davis. And and she is, uh, she's a good Terminator. Sorry. And I forget who the bad guy is. Um, I can't remember his name. But he, they, they bring a guy who looks very similar to Robert Patrick in the way he moves and his mannerisms. Yeah. He's the um, South American actor. Oh, he's, he's he was in uh, Narcos at one point as well. He's really good. Mm, I can't really remember his good. name, unfortunately. 
But this one um, centers around the fact that after T2, um, Sarah Connor and John get away. Yeah, yeah. But the machines never stopped. So she was constantly on the move. It kept coming and back, this didn't sets it? up the point. This actually sets up that John Connor got killed. Yeah. But as like the age that Edward Furlong is. So you get yeah. this little flashback scene of him getting killed. And this sets like Sarah Connor then is on a mission to basically monitor goings on and make sure that the machines don't fuck anything else up. But what they found out was that Grace played by Natalie Reyes, is she's basically the new John Connor. This is the yeah. woman who will lead the resistance against the machines in John Connor's place. So it doesn't matter that they killed John Connor because someone else will just take his place. I like her as well. Yeah, she like they're all very good. Like the cast is good. This is definitely the best one out of the region. Yeah, it is. It's still not great. It's no, still it's not. very average. And again, Arnie's back. But yeah. The Even more they, aged. Oh man, the way they bring Arnie <laughs> back in this is f- Absolutely terrible. Hasn't he got a family and a wife? Yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> sorry if I'm spoiling this. Yeah. Sorry, sorry, sorry. That took me a moment to process he's that. He's got one. a wife. So, so it's not really... It's a weird situation. Basically, what happens is the Terminator who killed John Connor... Just stopped working can't, can't, or something. Can't get back to the future. Yeah. So he's, he's stuck in that timeline. He has no mission. He has completed his mission. His free and will. Yeah. So he works at B&Q? Basically. That's not even far off. Yeah, he develops free will and he develops humanity and he basically becomes... He builds caravans or something, He becomes a normal person and integrates himself into society and he he has a... A job. He he lives with a woman and a child. (laughs) And look at Gadget's face. It's just like, what the fuck? He cooks dinner. I haven't seen this and I'm trying to process this. He drinks beer. I'm, I'm spelling my exclamation of what as... H-W-A-T. What? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it makes no sense. This yeah. killer robot's just like, I've completed my what? mission now, so I'm, I'll just go find a wife. Hasn't he got a little beard as well? Yeah, but just I mean... Based, the, the... based on this description as well, how did this get 70% on Rotten Tomatoes? It's not shocking, that's the thing. It's, it's it, The action scenes are probably really... I think they're really good. But yeah, it's just, again, another attempt to revive it. And it's got a good ending, I'll give you that. I'm sorry, Arnie. As much as I love you, just leave Terminator alone now, please. Yeah. He won't ever go back to Predator. That's the fucking sad thing. Yeah. He, oh, said that actually, he doesn't like it. Yeah, that is my dislike. Is just They're just, just not good the, enough, the are they? Const- no, they're not good enough. They don't hold a candle to the first two. And I know it's hard to basically to do better than masterpieces. Mm. But do better, Hollywood. <laughs> do better. <laughs> Excellent. Thank you for that, man. That was... So much passion in that. I love it. And you, you're, you're completely right. So um, speaking of passion, Biggie. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so uh, my choice is Battlestar Galactica. Good choice. Yes. So the original TV series uh, ran in 1978. Mm. And I thought it was a, weird, a really weird choice to sort of reboot this, considering it came in 2004. So you've got this huge gap of this timeline where they've suddenly thought, what can we reboot? Oh, let's go to a show that was run in the 78. Do you know what I mean? I just don't understand the thought process for this. But I mean, I mean clearly they couldn't get the rights for Blake 7. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I was just thinking that. Actually, what else could they have done? Blake 7 or what's it? Yeah, it's, it's such a strange one to sort of pull out the bag. But my word, did they do it. The um, 
The reboot first actually aired as a two-part, three-hour miniseries, and then it led on to become a main series, and even ended up with a prequel, amongst others. But for those that don't know anything about it, um, it's basically in a distant part of the universe, human civilization has extended to a group of planets known as the Twelve Colonies, to which they migrate to their ancestral homeworld of Kobol. The Twelve Colonies end up having this huge fight between another race of cybernetics known as the Cylons, whose goal is obviously to exterminate the human race, as all baddies are. Obviously. Um, the Cylons end up uh, pulling off a ruse of peace with the humans and end up with a massive nuclear attack, destroying pretty much the majority of the 12 colonies and they end up having some various parts of the starships fly off um, and end up becoming this sort of one final colony. And uh, it's basically about their survival in space as they try to find the um, 13th colony known as Earth. Oh. And it, it's it's such a... An interesting one, because I never saw this coming. Um, when I did find out about it, I couldn't get my head around the fact that this had been rebooted. But, um, yeah, just the, the choices of actors, uh, the storylines, they really went full tilt on this. The, the quality of the stories really brought heart and soul out of the performances of the actors to the point where some of the choices that the certain characters in the show would have to make were really... On edge, you really couldn't quite agree with both sides, which I thought was really clever. Yeah. The sort of politics that ran between either saving, uh, for, I don't know, for example, um, something, there's like a virus breaks out on a particular ship and they have to make the decision whether to try and help them or destroy the ship to save the rest of the, the colony and that sort of decision making. And It's like the lesser of two evils type thing, isn't it? Yeah, and it really put the pressure on uh, the commander, Adama, which was played by um, the wonderful Edward James Olmos. He um, brings um, to a gravitas to that role. Mm. He brings a sort of sense of... Um, experience wise uh, wise wisdom um he, he just really pulled it off he was superb um and i think a lot of the 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 actors as well that played um various roles it's, it's very pro women again mm. um you've got katie sackoff who ends up playing a male role which uh, became a female role for her which is starbuck yeah and she was excellent a really rebellious character really made that her own sassy as well um, yeah yeah she was superb in that grace park who played boomer um, another crush of mine. Um, she was awesome <laughs> in that. Uh, and Apollo was a slightly younger character, I think. Yeah. Um, he was really good. But um, I must mention uh, James Callis, who played Baltar, and uh, Trisha, uh, I think Heifer, her name is, mm-hmm. who played number six, who was kind of like a, a combination of a Cylon and a human, yeah. basically. But uh, yeah, it, it ran for 74 episodes. I mean, it was a huge series. And I just think the performances, the the special effects were amazing. They really did a really good job. And a lot of it actually just basically stayed on the ships. A lot of the um, interaction was basically in this very sort of hostile environment on the ships. It looks good, they, though. That's what I think. The interiors of the ship is incredible. Yeah, you had issues of, like, sabotage going mm. on. Um, there was sort of... Um, Obviously, there are romances going on. They also have some great scenes, which is in like a bar in there where some of the crew actually got to let their hair down during the, the show as well. And you got to see some real 
sort of behind the scenes of what the crew would possibly be like yeah. on these sort of ships. Um, yeah, just I loved it. I thought it was so so good. I've only just watched it in the last like year. All of oh, wow. it. Yeah, so I'm I'm very new to it. I'm fresh. When I'd finished watching The Expanse, I needed something, and everyone yeah, in yeah. Discords were telling me you've got to watch this. And yeah, they were right, weren't they? Yeah, and I I just think um, if you you haven't had a chance to see it. It's not. Um, it's very different to the original series as well, which had a lot of what you'd say, sort of that real feel good, yeah, um, late seventies, early eighties camp sort of yeah. storylines. Where this has got some real serious um, issues that are discussed. I've only seen a few episodes of the first season. I do like it. It's something that I want to go back to and finish. It's so much the though. One, <laughs> I know the one thing that always struck me watching it that I really liked was. Um, was the dirtiness and griminess of mm. it. I was going to say the aesthetics because, of it. Yeah, because you get a lot of sci-fi that even even when it pretends to be serious and dark and whatever, it's all very clean and very neon mm. and very, you know, sci-fi. Whereas with um, with Battlestar, like, you, you look at the set design, the production design, like, it looks like they've taken inspiration from, like, sh- like ocean-going ships that we have now. Like, everything is very utilitarian. Holes, big holes and stuff. Yeah, 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 holes and bulkheads and, like, everything yeah. looks dirty and grimy, but, like, it's being used. It's the, it's the same thing as, like, the production design in, like, Firefly. All like, l- you know, later episodes of Red Dwarf, when it got muckier. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> where, where everything kind of looks dark and used yeah. and grungy and... That, that's something I always appreciate in sci-fi when something looks like it's used. Like I, I hate super clean white Star Wars lights. <laughs> <laughs> like I, okay, I'll, I'll give it like the J.J. Abrams Star Trek films. Oh god, the lens flare ships. You mean? <laughs> Not even just the lens flare, but like if you look at how clean the Enterprise is. I know it's the flagship and all that, but it doesn't look like it's used. It doesn't look like it's a functional ship. Yeah, it looks like the set of a sci-fi film. What's yeah. Do? Well, I know, what you mean, but you, you know what you know what I mean though. It's like it yes. doesn't like even when you get into like the second two films, like it doesn't look like something where people exist there. Mm. It's yeah. all very polished and very like high sheen and stuff like that. Where I like I like a good like grungy sci-fi. Mm. I also quite yeah, yeah, like totally, totally how it's um, if I can remember right, it's a bit like the Expanse where when they are dogfighting and things, it looks like like the firing bullets rather yeah, there's than like physics lasers. to it. Yeah, yeah. it's really cool. Cool. Battlestar Galactica. So what's the uh, reboot you're not so into? Lethal fucking weapon. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. What the fuck was that? I've this, not this seen it, the, mate. The, t- the TV series that they made. Oh, I've mate, not seen just... it at all. No, I never bothered. The, the thing is, I I grew up, you know, I, I saw Lethal Weapon when it came out there originally. And, um, yeah, one you or two You had Riggs' haircut, didn't you? <laughs> yeah, it, it, it was a film of that time. If if Stiggy likes Die Hard and kind of Lethal Weapons up there for me is that that kind of era of movies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I I love the the role that um character that Riggs Briggs um Mel Gibson brought to the role of Riggs. I really appreciated the fact that I think he really sold this sort of cop that had lost his wife just got a bit off the edge. Mm. And I love the fact that um, Mel Gibson in real life is like that now. totally and uh the fact that um oh my god who played uh, myrtle i've forgotten now danny glover danny glover thank you danny glover dg um yeah uh, again he he played the role perfectly of this sort of policeman coming to the end of his retirement Absolutely. and that chemistry 
sold the movie. That's how it, it worked. That's what you love about those characters. It worked in one, two was as good. Yes, it dropped off a little three, and then four was a bit odd. And yeah, but I, I just thought what you had there was perfect. You didn't need anything else. You never need to. You wouldn't want to see them make it now. It's like a what happened to these characters. All First film, later, I think, you know. is incredible. If what, sorry? The first film I think is absolutely incredible. It's brilliant. I love it. Mm. Go back. If you haven't seen it for a long time, go back and you'll still appreciate mm. how good it was. And it is a Christmas movie. But um, <laughs> when it comes down to this TV series, I just don't know what they were thinking. I just don't understand what they were trying to do here. Because everything that made Lethal Weapon good, they completely ignored to make this TV series. You've got the two leads who aren't anything special. Yes, Damon Wayans does have a, a, an acting career. To speak of, but he just doesn't pull this off at all. Isn't he more comedian? Yeah, but it, it just it's um, Danny Glover's funny. I know Danny Glover's funny. Yeah. He's very good, but he he is the, the straight character. He's not he funny in Predator right Two, though, is he? <laughs> no, <laughs> not at all. But David Wayans just gets it all wrong, mm. and the guy that plays um, Riggs, which is Clayne Crawford, you can see he's trying way too hard. Um, it just doesn't work. They he, they had issues with him as a, an actor to the point where they killed Riggs off for the third season. <laughs> Fucking hell. Replaced him, replaced him oh, by his half-brother, obviously, because that's the one way to always kill somebody off in a show. And oh, then God. they replaced him with Sean William Scott, who came in Who's as that? a character. Yeah, what does he, he play? He it's plays a character that be asked to find God. out and tell you about, because I refuse to watch it. it, it it's just... It's just, I just don't know what they were doing. It just isn't... Trying to make some money, weren't they? Worth it. Yes, and it's completely misunderstanding what made Lethal Weapon the hit that it was. Because Lethal Weapon, the action in there is, is good. It's no different to lots of other movies that came out at that time. But they, it was good. It was well done. It's got, it had wrong. a good family dynamic, the scene where but it comes to... Everything you know, else is what sold yeah, Lethal Weapon movies. And it's all completely ignored for the TV series. Does, so please avoid that like the play. Does the TV show have... Um, those like saxophone moments in it. Oh yeah, just sat in his trailer <laughs> drinking. <laughs> yeah, just yeah. like no, Sleep, not sleepless that. nights, taking not his not melancholy, off. like or anything like that. Just... I, I, I stopped watching it. I, I have no <laughs> idea. It, it probably does. It could be the greatest show in the world, but the fact that what well, I did watch a bit, you shouldn't just... have to scrape through shite episodes just to get to the greatest it show. And the... <laughs> annoyed me so much that I just refused to watch it. It'll never. Nothing will ever hit the heights of it for of diplomatic immunity. No, just what, a, what, <laughs> what an end that was. Lovely for her. Even when we watched that, it, I watched, we watched it with Kate. She's like, I've never seen him before. I was like, let's watch him. She absolutely loved that bit. Yeah. It's just yeah. been revoked. <laughs> so, so good. Well, I, I mean, to be fair, nothing they could, they could make for Lethal Weapon would ever top Lethal Weapon 5. <laughs> oh. Are you having a fucking laugh? No, you've not. Got, you need to watch Always Sunny. You need to watch It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. They, they there is they do a lethal of, maybe three five. episodes where where they re, they basically make Lethal Weapon Five because the oh, studios won't do it. It's incredible. Okay, I'll it's, watch that episode. Yeah, I haven't seen that, so I'm gonna have to I watch definitely that. Definitely will. There's, well, I, I am not saying anything about what happens in it because there, there is there is a there is a point halfway through where you will. And I literally did this when I watched it. Spit whatever you're drinking over whatever you're watching. Oh no! Watching it on, in my case, a PC. Oh dear! Oh man, it's so I'm, I'm good. prepared. I'm prepared. I'll definitely yeah. do I'm that. I'm definitely sold on. They did six as well, didn't they? 
Yeah, what? Six, six. There's, there's three. There's three episodes where they do Lethal Weapon across the 13 season, fair 15 season. Oh, run. amazing! I'm oh, definitely um, going to um, find this. One. Okay. Just look, I also just want look. to give a quick shout out actually to yeah, was it Loaded Weapon, which was the spoof yeah. of Lethal Weapon. Yeah, it's quite good. That. Which had Samuel L. Jackson as yeah. the Robert Murtaugh <laughs> character, yeah. which definitely has some good scene, moments. The scene of why he can't use his gun and he yes. cuts back and she's going, "Shoot him! Shoot!" Him. And it's a mime with his with his finger yeah. out. <laughs> And you can't just yeah. It's not it's not as good as airplane or whatever, but oh, it, no. it definitely has its moments. That one, right? So we will have to move on because we could talk about lethal weapon all day. Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, the my my picks. Hello, um, yes, you. <laughs> your picks, Oodles. Uh, the one I on. the one I really like is the Castlevania Lord of Sh- Lords of Shadow, a computer game. Ooh, um, controversial. Yeah, um, everyone hated that. I well, it scored an eighty-five on Metacritic, sir. Uh, I have heard good things about this, but I have Created by it, Mercury so. Steam and Kojima Productions, produced by none other than Hideo Kojima. Oh, there we found what, what, what? We found the crooks. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so basically, uh, Castlevania, as it never really stopped because there were a lot of handheld versions coming, really good ones as well for the Game Boy Advance and stuff like that in the DS. And then out of the blue in 2010, Lords of Shadows came. Riffing completely off of uh, the original God of War type. Oh yeah, it's very good games. War. However, imagine God of War times William Shakespeare. <laughs> so it had it starred Robert Carlyle as Gabriel Belmont, and Sir Patrick Stewart as Zobeck, and Jason Isaacs as Satan himself. So a v- I've forgotten about that. Oh, very stellar cast. <clears throat> and the He's game. In, um, sorry to interrupt. No, Jason no, Isaacs right. also in the animated TV show. Yes, yes, he so is. He's got pedigree in that franchise. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Um, basically, it's imagine Kojima getting his hands on Gothic Eastern European myth, and you've got <laughs> you've, you've got the story with a with a, with a little sprinkle of uh, Guillermo del Toro because you know he's friends with him as well. Um, created some of the monster-looking creatures and a little bit of um, Shadow of the Colossus as well. Um, it's just a really good game, and it brought it brought the uh, mirror mirror of fates on the DS, uh, 3DS, which is a really good um, 2D version of that. Uh, we don't talk about Lords of Shadow too very well. Yeah, um, I've heard bad things about that. Very good. Um, <laughs> yeah, uh, it's just a really a really strong. God of War clone. When I say God of War, not the superb rebooted version. Um, just basically God of War, God of War, where you're just yeah. racking up those uh, combo meters and really, really going at it. It's just really good. And genuinely, Robert Carlyle is really good as Gabriel Belmont, the original, the first Belmont of the uh, Belmont clan in all of Castlevania. And there's some really good uh, moments that discuss immortality with vampires and stuff like that and biblical references and um eastern european it's got, myths. It's got really big boss fight things as well going yeah on, yeah so. like shadow of the colossus yeah you climb yeah, up yeah, them yeah. and stuff like that it riffs on a lot there's nothing original about it apart from the story oh, no, not, not 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 a bit there isn't a hey, even the story's not that original i suppose not yeah yeah all right good versus evil good versus evil <laughs> dead wife yeah yeah you know basically yeah, the, 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 yeah. There's nothing original, but it's just a solid package, and it's um, they've, they've they've fucked it off anyway now. So it's a reboot that happened and doesn't doesn't exist anymore. 
So we're waiting <laughs> for a reboot of that one. But yeah, I really like that. Um, there's nothing much to talk about. You can get it on Xbox and PC, I think, nowadays. Or if you can, yeah, I've got it on Steam. It's really, it, it, it still holds up. It's fast paced, sixty frames per second for you people that like that kind of thing. And yeah, it's good. Just, just, I mean, Patrick Stewart is he, he basically narrates the beginning of every level, and because of the loading times back then uh, on the PS3 360 era. Um, about a minute, minute and a half, and he absolutely chews the scenery on those loading screens. Oh, I <laughs> really well. Um, so just yeah, g- give that a little go if you fancy it. And press X to make it go. Basically, yeah. Press the, 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 the first game was very good. I much much as I'm ribbing you, I actually did really enjoy it. It's long as well, isn't it? It's quite a lengthy That's game. Been- 16 hours yeah. long, something like that. It's a lot longer than your average Castlevania game. <laughs> yeah, it is. Um, the the thing is, it was my introduction to Castlevania. Really? So I I well, I didn't because I never had Nintendo growing up or anything like that. And oh, you're one of those. Yeah, and I didn't get <laughs> Symphony of the Night for PlayStation until the remake, the the, the remasters. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, I never really encountered Castlevania. So when I played that, I thought ah, this is all right. Knock about mm-hmm. big big bosses. I like it. <laughs> and I, I, Played through it a couple of times. I've since been back to it on Steam, mm. and uh, it hasn't aged well. I think like, it has. I played it last year. I thought it was very mechanically clunky, but mm. um, I still enjoyed the presentation of it and enjoyed Robert Carlyle and oh, Patrick God. Stewart chewing the scene. So much chewing. When they're talking to each like, other and they're actually... Because the, the, the cutscenes are quite long, aren't they? <laughs> and they're, yeah. they're arguing about that's the, that's whether the, to that's bring... That's the Kojima influence. Yeah, yeah, they're arguing whether... Is it ethical to re-raise the dead to fight for you in a... As an army, like obviously it's ethically the wrong Posing decision. Posing the real questions that we're all asking. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Ask Lord of the Rings. But this is what they're, they're arguing about: the pros and cons of reanimating corpses. And it's like this is really fucking verbose stuff, but it works. It works. I like yeah. it. Um, something I don't like though. Oh, imagine the cast: Liam Neeson, oh. Emma Thompson, mm. Rafe Spall, Kamal Nanjiani, Chris Hemsworth. Tessa Thompson. It's got to be good, hasn't it? It's got to be good. That is a stellar cast. Mm. Unfortunately, in 2019, a film came out called Men in Black International. Oh, <laughs> I'd forgotten about that. Yeah, it's got a 38 on Metacritic. I don't do well on Tomatoes. Um, it's probably, it probably scored terrible on Rotten Tomatoes as well. I'm sure it has. Um, wow. Wow. What? What? A, like, it's... The original Men in Black is one of my favourites. I love Men in Black. I think it's I think it's brilliant. Not that keen on the sequels, but this just f- fucking pisses on everything. It's so bad. <laughs> As, have you all seen it? No. no I just, when I, I never saw the, end. the trailer of it, I was like, oh dear. How do you fuck it up? Chris Hemsworth and Tessa Thompson work well together. Yeah, I yeah. literally We've watched. seen them. <laughs> I watched Thor Ragnarok last night. Yeah, they're amazing and they, together. And they have such good chemistry together. So when they got cast into in this oh. film together, it's like that great. was big news, wasn't it's it? It's basically yeah. doing Thor's accent again as well. It's, oh my god! You've got Emma you Thompson like and Liam Neeson. Rotten Tomatoes score. Yeah, go go. Rotten Tomatoes score twenty three percent. Certified oh. rotten. Oh my god, it's so bad. That's that's, the, that's approaching Uwe Ball levels. It's it, <laughs> I, I, I can't even like, like the plot is the same usual thing. Aliens are going to destroy Earth, but 
Men in Black are in London this time, guys, and we're going to take the piss out of uh, the British. Oh, we like biscuits I, and tea. I hate that trope in films. Oh, it's just God. like, what can we do? Oh, let's just move it to another country. Yeah. And take the piss out of that country. I'm like, yeah, great. They absolutely take the piss out of it. Oh, my God. Like, Rafe Spall's in it, and because obviously he's a, a very well spoken Englishman. People are like, you're the baddie, aren't you? Because you're a well-spoken Englishman and that kind of stuff. And, oh, it's so fucking shite. Like, <laughs> <laughs> it's, it makes me so angry. Like, they've got such amazing backdrops. Like, there's a scene on the Eiffel Tower. You've got London, for fuck's sake. Such iconic landmarks. And they fuck it up. The Eiffel Tower is a spaceship, did you know? Apparently. Mm, yeah. Are, are, are a... Um, transportation device to another realm or something fucking stupid oh my <laughs> yeah. god and the London Underground was designed by the men in black so they could get about quicker and all sorts of shite and black cabbies they're all aliens you know what I mean that kind of I mean I've been in black cabs I can believe that <laughs> <one time. laughs> and, and the enemies get, get this the main baddies are the uh, ghost twins from Matrix um, Reloaded oh it's nice to see them getting work but it's not the actors they've just copied them Oh yeah! Oh okay. So it's just, just copied them. Just a copy of those. Yeah, basically. Thought they get Brossin or something to, to do that. To, no, no, it's two identical, <laughs> I'd, I'd that, two identical CGI aliens, basically that do what they do on the Matrix. Uh, it, the, the, the thing is, what what I don't I don't get is the sheer arrogance and audacity to think that they can make a good Men in Black film because the first film is amazing. It's an old timer. So it's an absolute classic. Two and three, though. Oh, my God, they're dog shit. Even, even Tom Lee Jones, in an interview once, he went, there was a two and three? He was in it! <laughs> I don't <laughs> he'd even know. The, the, the only good thing about three was the um, was Josh Brolin's Tommy Lee Jones impression, because that was fucking yeah, spot yeah. on. Yeah, yeah, it was. That was great. Yeah, the fact that they made international, they tried to reboot it, after there not being any good Men in Black content since 1997. Yeah. Like, that's, like, that's kind of pieces... ripe then, isn't it? To like, let's reboot this and try and spark this. It uses franchise. the same music. I think it's Danny Elfman. It uses that yeah. music, and you think, oh, the vi-. it kicks off the vibe. Like Tessa Thompson's really good when she's just being Tessa Thompson. You know, she's an incredible actor. She's brilliant in Creed and everything. Oh, she kicks ass. She's she's one of my favourites, and she's good. And then everyone else around her, including Chris Hemsworth, which I love, Chris Hemsworth, they're all shit. Liam Neeson, we know if Liam Neeson's not the starring role, he doesn't want to be there. So he's doing that Liam mm. Neeson thing where, like, oh, I'm just getting paid. <laughs> so he's doing that. It's just... anyway, he's not interested if he can't punch for us. Yeah, exactly. He wants to be the lead man. <laughs> he always does. And you can't blame him because he's good at that. But oh, it's just... Oh, don't watch it. it. it, it... Do you know is, what... is it just me or is, is Chris Hemsworth one of those um, actors that needs a very good director? No, because he's he funny. Needs to be... He's a he's... funny guy. No, I, no, I know he's funny, but, like, he excels when he's got a very good director prodding him in the right direction. Do you know direction. what he's doing in this? Do you know what he's 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 he's, he's like he's trying to be James Bond, Ugh. but not more Dalton. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody wants to be Dalton. Exactly. Dalton doesn't want to be exactly. Dalton. Exactly. He's he's doing that like oh he's a bit cheeky. He loves the ladies. He's very good looking. He's not do that you, funny in this. Do you know what's disappointing <laughs> about this doing bad though? Mm. Is that the rumours of this mixing with another rebooted franchise, funnily enough, 21 Jump Street. Yeah, I've heard. 
when they were going to potentially there's sti- do... There's a stinger at the end of this film that links to 21 Jump Street. Yeah, right? they were talking about, is there going to be a 23 Jump Street? And they were like, we don't know. And then there was an idea floating around that 23 Jump Street meets Men in Black. Yep. And that's that's the way they go with the next one. Like, <laughs> and it just sounded like, it sounded like something... Did we not learn our lessons with the Flintstones meet the Jetsons back in the 50s? No, I don't think they did. I, I, I really liked the sound of it. I, I sound like the sound of the People from the 20, not 21 Jump Street. I like, is crossing over like that. Cross, just... Them crossing over. and But obviously I think this film just fallen on its ass. It's it probably kind of tanked as well. Yeah. I, 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 would, uh, I would just prefer another Jump Street film, to be honest. Yeah, I so like Jump Street I films. I think they're brilliant. brilliant. Yeah. But yeah, don't, I mean, don't watch this. I mean, in, 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 in terms of tanking, I've just, I just looked it up. So the budget was $110 million. Mm-hmm. And box office, it took 253, so it's technically a success, wow. just not a rip-roaring one. I can't like, imagine it, anyone coming out of that going, really like that. Yeah, it's got that, <laughs> it's got that doubled your budget kind of thing, which a lot of uh, big blockbusters need mm. to, um, to qualify as a success. It's, the, the, the original Men in Black is so good. Everything about oh, yeah, it, the absolutely. style, everything. It's just, it's, oh my well, the, god! The, 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 the thing is, the the original Men in Black. Um, if you like, and I've watched loads of behind the scenes stuff because I love the original Men mm. in Black. It's one of those films that it went through a lot of development hell. Yeah, it did. Yeah, it's kind of an it's kind of an accident. It was as good it as was it was announced too early, weren't it? And they had to pull it back. You know, it, it it was not. It was like the script was wrong. It was originally going to be a lot more violent, yeah, a lot yeah. darker. And it was kind of, it was a little bit like the original Star Wars. It was kind of saved in the edit. Well, the comics were darker. The Dark Horse comics were a lot darker. Yeah, like like the the, the whole the whole tension of the last third of the film, where you've got like the kind of the two sets of aliens wanting to destroy the the, the Earth, yeah. sending the warning and all that kind of thing. That was originally supposed to be like the start of a war. Yeah, 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 yeah. And it was originally supposed to be aliens knocking the shit out of each other in space, <laughs> and. They kind of they had to pull it all back because it wasn't working. Like the show did an early cut of it. They recut it, bef- like based off test ones. Is they recut it just before submitting it to go out wow. and made it what it was. So everything that's there is hodgepodged from other intended scenes. It's incredible. Yeah, I'd have to rewatch Men in Black one. Oh mate, it's I so seen so it good. For a long, just just the long, inception long of him joining the Men in Black and going through the training and uh, the mm. scene when he's doing that test and he drags the table and he's <laughs> yeah. so fucking good and so he's got awkward. the piece of paper with a little snapped pencil and stuff. It's so yeah. fucking the con- good. The concept of Men in Black's great, isn't it? As oh well. yeah, it, yeah, it, it, it is. is. Yeah, it's yeah. a good comic series, not not the new knowing. ones, but the original. No, the original is like six part or something. Yeah, yeah it's like really good. But yeah. Mate, I- Sorry, I can see them trying to reboot this again in several I, years' I can, time. I can, yeah, um, but I tell you what, it probably worked well as a series, actually. Mm, yeah, you could, you could do like a bit of an X Files, like Monster of the Week kind that. of thing. I could yeah. see yeah. that, with a bit of comedy and you yeah, know, just yeah. sort of just not just not this cast again. Because even though I do love Chris Hemsworth and Tessa Thompson together, I think they need Taika Waititi to sort them out. Really, it clearly exactly. clearly shows that, doesn't it? But yeah, don't watch that. So we're going to quickly move on to what we do want to see, and we'll start with you, Gadget. Okay, so speaking uh, speaking of films that kind of have an actor problem, <laughs> what I want to reboot is a long-running series of films okay. made by the mouse himself, Mr. Disney, ah. that have grossed billions of dollars worldwide, <gasps> but have become rather stale of late. And I think very ripe for a reboot of some. Do you know about the MCU? The MCU. <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking that. Get no. Your <laughs> no, because these these films have 
a specific actor and character problem in that they revolve around one, and I'm talking about Pirates of the Caribbean. Oh, shit. Oh, yeah. Before that. The, the first Pirates of the Caribbean film. Yeah, it was good. Looking brilliant. Lightning a in a bottle, like weren't it? Black. That? Yeah, it was lightning in a bottle. Um, but as they went on, and I don't mind the second two. Like, they were all right. They were, the the <sighs> third one got too much. Yeah, the, the, I don't remember much. I only thought they were one and two. We had this conversation a few weeks back. Yeah, I didn't we know did, there yeah. were any more. <laughs> yeah, like, if you take that first trilogy, it's fine. The first one is the best. Okay. The second two are all right, but they have some good moments. Then you get, like, on Stranger Tides and Dead Man Tell No Lies or whatever them. it's called. They are Dying shit of a day. because because they they they, they take they take away the kind of the B story from the films because you don't have um, Kira Knightley and Orlando Bloom's characters in them. Oh, I like I um, liked yeah, them in it as well. Yeah, you have sort of like some of the other ancillary hangers-on characters go around, but it's basically it's all around Jack Sparrow. Mm. And the thing is, Jack Sparrow was never really that good a character. But he had great lines in the first film. Yeah. And that's why they kind of brought him back. As a character, his motivations are shit, quite frankly. Rum. Um, (laughs) Sort of, yeah. But because Johnny, because the way Johnny Depp played him and because of the kind of the one-liners that he had, Mm. he kind of imprints on a lot of people. And fair enough. The thing is, the idea of these kind of, these big gallivanting, action-packed, um swashbuckling pirate tales yeah. that universe has already already set up how much of a fantasy world it actually is like it obviously it's nowhere nowhere near grounded in reality this isn't master and commander we're watching there's here, a squid you know? man isn't there there's <laughs> monsters there's fucking alternate Skeletons. dimensions that go off the edge of the edge of the world at one point you know like what? Yeah, yeah, in the third one, yeah. Fuck, so it's a flat earth world. <laughs> it's, 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 it's a flat earth world where they go back, go to the other side to rescue Jack Sparrow from being dead. Oh, fuck me, no way. Yeah, and, de- and, and in, that, in that universe, death is a desert. Of course. With crab creatures. There's no, there's no sea, is there, in the desert? And pirates exactly. love sea. Yeah, pirates love the sea. Oh, but, wow. Yeah, I think if you... And, and I, I, I'd given this a little bit of thought. If you just take any given number of kind of ocean-going myths and legends, mm. you could create either like a TV series or a, another, and maybe another trilogy of films around it, but take it away from having this focus on Johnny Depp's character. Don't yeah. have him in it at all. Have the set Fuck a few... Fuck him off. <laughs> have the set, set at kind of the end of the age of piracy. Oh. You know, a little bit like how Red Dead Redemption had at the end of the Old West and kind of as law was coming to the Wild West. You mean West. like the British Empire stamping out piracy and stuff? Sort of, yeah, but like more like the, the way that kind of piracy... Na- there is an element of piracy kind of petered out because... Yeah, naturally. I just yeah. use a VPN now. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Like ship-faring piracy just Yeah, seafaring piracy kind of yeah. petered itself out because just things got better for a lot of people and worse for some others, and then the East and India... Com- started coming in. Yeah, East India <laughs> Company felt a bit, and yeah. you know it all went like that. But I was thinking, so you could have a film or a, a several films or a TV series set around this, directed by Sam Raimi. Oh, okay, okay. If you take Sam, because Sam Raimi can do the drama. He knows how to spin a camera around as well. He can do the action. He can do the special effects. He can get Tobey Maguire to dance. No. (laughs) I'm out. I'm out. Only only if Bruce Campbell is uh, in there somewhere. Oh, Bruce Campbell will be in there somewhere. Blackbeard. Yeah. Tobey Maguire is Jack Sparrow. No, 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 no. no. You can't have (laughs) Bruce Campbell in a film. And cover that glorious chin with a beard. Oh, that's what true. What are you talking yeah. about? Yeah, yeah that's that, true. That man's career is in his that's chin. That's what they and do. That car needs to make an appearance. Cover him in CGI, Cook. won't they? Yeah. But uh, yeah, but yeah, yeah. If you, so I think that would be a better, better idea because if you took Jack Sparrow out of Pirates of the Caribbean and just let the world tell its own stories, 
around a new set of characters. I'm into I, it now. I think it would be a much better thing than... Like, if you watch the last two Pirates films, good God, they're bad. I've not watched five. Not bothered watching it. Oh, it's why dreadful. didn't they ever? I mean, they might have done. Why didn't they ever do stuff like with, with the go to like um, Chinese pirates and they Middle did. Eastern pirates? How oh, did they? Yeah, the one oh, with Cherry on Fat World's End or something. Really? Like, just, yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah, fell asleep on... watching that. I don't really remember. Oh, you'd expected it to be brilliant because there's a exactly. lot. Exactly. Yeah. Well, I, I, I can reveal to you now, gadget, mm-hmm. live here on the modern escapism. <laughs> it's already... You're my real father. Ladies Johnny and Depp's gentlemen, here. Johnny Depp. <laughs> it's already in the works. <gasps> without, jo- without Johnny Depp. Yes! Victory! Where's my check? So it's apparently, <laughs> at the moment, it's starring Margot Robbie. Uh, that's all I know. I mean, I'm into it. I like yeah. Margot yeah, Robbie. She's fucking yeah. brilliant. Oh, Someone else as well. There's another female. Yeah. That was, um, no. She's the only good thing in Suicide Squad. It is. Yeah. She's teaming up with, she's teaming up with the, writer, <laughs> the writer of the Harley Quinn film, and I think she's going to write it with them but the Harley Quinn film wasn't terrible yeah that's the only thing that there is at the moment that it will that Jack Sparrow won't be in it and it's going to be Margot Robbie at the moment so. I'm into it oh excellent yeah okay. I'm, I'm into that so yeah give me that I'm, I'm very happy for that also Chris Hemsworth and Tessa Thompson are in it <laughs> no <laughs> cool excellent directed like by that. Zach Schneider no <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. So, when, um, do we, when do we get the Gore Verbinski cut? <laughs> <laughs> one, two, and three. There's one, one singular work. <laughs> yeah, I'm saying he did the original, didn't he? He did, he did the first three. Yeah, I thought, so. I, thought, I thought that's a really good joke, but then again, yeah, he did do it. <laughs> um, um, yeah, that's how my brain works. Stig, um, what have you got? Picture the scene. Oh, picturing it, baby. <laughs> the greatest TV show of all time. Gladiators. Huge, huge fan following. Robot Wars. Crystal yeah. Nice. <laughs> years and years of build-up. Tipping Point. Eventually, And then season eight was an absolute piece of trash. Oh, Game of Thrones. <laughs> yeah, I'm only, I'm only joking, by the way. It's not Game of Thrones, but yeah, reboot Game Lost. of Thrones. Can we reboot the end of it, Game of Thrones, please? Just the end of it. Just, just the, the end last of it, two yeah. seasons. No, my, that's not mine. Uh, mine is, and I'd like to keep this franchise-specific not about the people who are involved in it for obvious yeah. reasons. It's, just, it's Harry Potter. I think that Ooh. that world so get away from the fantastic and series. Yeah, yeah, and other things. Uh, that world and series yeah. <laughs> is is perfect for a TV show. Having read mm. the books recently again in the last few years and watched the films, you see how much is glaringly missing from the films. Oh, and really? how much is like changed and how much is done that makes it some of it not make sense and some of it just changes characters completely. Uh they aren't particularly bad. I find them quite average films. There's a couple in there that are really good, but I like the third one. The third one I've and the never last seen the third Harry one Potter and the film. last one uh, are pretty much the only ones that I like I find really good. The rest are just kind of average or yeah. terrible. And I just yeah, it in an age now where T V is just absolutely smashing Things. Crushing it, isn't yeah, it? TV the, is where it's at. You've got um what have we got? Uh seven books, seven series sorted there. Like Oh yeah, you, yeah, I, stretch it out. Yeah. So I don't know yeah. how many, maybe eight, ten episode ten episodes a series, yeah, seven yeah. years, Bosch done, and you can cover everything, then you don't miss anything. You won't even out. get to Hogwarts in first two episodes, mate. Perfect. Yeah, you don't you don't miss anything out and, and it and it fills in so many of the blanks that the films left out, which they then had to either like 
retcon or rushing in the last film. Yeah. Like so, it's it's just that really. I just think something like that just, and I think it will happen. Um, there's that many people that love that franchise, yeah. man. Yeah, I think it's more more like that rather than kind of rebooting or remaking the f- films or adapting from the books. I think they'll start expanding the Wizarding World. Yeah, yeah I think they're going to do like, that as well. I think they're like, about have, doing have, that. Have stuff not specific, like because obviously they've done that with the Fantastic Beasts films. But mm. I think, like, I think what people will try to do is try to. I think especially Warner Brothers because the, the the devils for doing this anyway. And they love um, money. The, mm-hmm. They love money. But they'll, I think I think they'll they'll try and wrestle some rights away from J.K. Rowling so they can create original stuff in that yeah, universe. Yeah, yeah. yeah, like use the rules and the law that she established. Yeah, and that the films kind of uh, tread tread upon. But you could tell stories because obviously the films and the books establish that there are wizarding schools around the world. Mm. There are so many more stories they could tell, or they could tell the origins of Hogwarts, or you know, it's like all these different things they could tell. Uh, yeah, I get that, and I think that they will. Um do stuff with that expanded universe. It's just from the point of someone who's read the books when they were younger, recently read them again and rewatched the films, the difference between the books and the films just shows you how much time constraints that a film puts on a big novel and how it would work better in a TV series. Yeah. So that's why I think that, yes, you can touch on other things, but if I'm talking specifically reboot purpose here, that those films could be rebooted into TV shows and work better. Those books did get to be a fair wedge by the end, like. Yes. I remember seeing uh, people at college reading it, these big fucking tomes at the Necronomicon. (laughs) Four and five are massive, specifically five, but five has a lot. Like Thompson Local or Yellow Pages, (laughs) weren't they? (laughs) Five has a lot of shit that you could probably cut out even in a TV show, to be honest, and it'd still work. I'd rather read Lord of the Rings. Never mind. So, Biggie. Kill Zone. You are having a laugh. No, I would. I really would. But, um, <laughs> I, no, I generally just very joking aside. I Let just, him do I it. Would, Let him do it. I would love to see the Hellgast rise the Hellgast again. Hellgast again in a game, have a really good first person. You know, like uh, Titanfall 2, a kind of story driven. Such a good game. <laughs> the multiplayer is would be fine, I'm sure, if they just followed what they did before, um, it'd be okay. But if they actually did a, a decent story behind it. But um, again, I also enjoyed Resistance. I thought that was a really good series. I did. Um, yeah, I did, mate. I, I think that could um, do with... Uh, Especially the London one. one. I think that's the first one, isn't it? Yeah, I loved it. I thought it was a really good setting. Um, so did I, mate. really enjoyed those games. But on a serious note, the one I'd really like to see, and it's quite a simple uh, idea, is basically thinking about the X-Men versus Street Fighter, Marvel oh, versus dude, Capcom, yes. beat-em-ups, but in the style of Street Fighter 5, 4 or 5, just the aesthetics. Not the Infinity War because, one they did. No, because, <laughs> I, yeah, I, I just think... <laughs> I just so think bad. When you look at the quality of Street Fighter now, how good it looks, how good it is as a fighter, and I love the X-Men games. I thought they were superb in the arcades, and I just so think if I, you... Mate brought that back, even if it was just an X-Men beat-em-up or an X-Men versus Street Fighter or a Marvel versus... Children Batman. of the Atom, that was a good one. Yeah, I just think it would look amazing with yeah. that style. Mm. I just think it'd be such a good beat-em-up. And yeah. yeah, I'd love to see that. That's it for me. Can I also pitch as an honourable mention? An uh, X-Men versus... Mar- uh, Capcom versus Marvel film. Oh! Yeah, yeah. Oh, that would cost 
Billions. You have to be animated. It would, it would make billions. Yeah. yeah, it would, wouldn't it? <laughs> it would. No make thought billions. other than just the idea of it. No. But I just. I want to see. I want to see Wesker. Wesker fighting. Um, Hawkeye <laughs> on the big screen. <laughs> <laughs> what what, so what actually scares me a little now with it all being under the the mouse of ha- uh, house of mouse. Uh, yes. oh, I just will they will they do us. A Star Wars Marvel crossover one day. Guardians of the Star Wars Galaxy. No. No. Do you think no, they'll do a Christmas special? They'll do it. Oh. Yeah, maybe a Christmas special. They might they're do it. They're doing a Christmas special anyway, aren't they? Yeah. Marvel Christmas and Star special. Wars holiday special. We're going to have oh. Life Day back. Yeah. Finally. <laughs> we won't put Excellent. it past that's, that's, it. It's a good idea, that biggie. It's a good idea. It doesn't really need much elaboration either because it just writes itself. Yes. It's like... They were some of the games of my past, them absolutely. So it's just more X Men. Right. Mine. I thought long and hard about this. I've even given it, give it a name and everything. Better be Ooh. good. It's called Blackadder, <laughs> Hammer and Tickle. <laughs> oh, so we're all aware of Blackadder. <laughs> so Edmund Blackadder runs a club called the Hammer and Tickle in Stalingrad. <laughs> Oh he, no! <laughs> he, is, he is leading a team of shit British double agents, secretly agreeing with the Soviet Union's false communism, and living lavishly as a triple agent himself. Baldrick is yet again his ward and manservant. Stephen Fry is the leader of MI5, constantly barging in disguised as a Gru Colonel. You've got <laughs> Hugh Laurie plays a Russian double agent that can't hold his own piss and constantly slips into a Russian accent and British accent interchangeably. <laughs> I think this fucking writes itself. Uh, Cold would, War, Blackadder. Who would you? I, I thought you were going to have Stephen Fry going as a as Stalin there, just because no, the mustache. No. <laughs> the mustache no, Blackadder goes forth. Not quite. Not quite. I, I, they're all going to be British double agents living behind the Iron Curtain type thing, right? And uh, and obviously Blackadder being the twat that he is. Kind of really enjoying himself. <laughs> Even though he should need someone to be a Stalin, though, wouldn't you? Yeah, you would. You would. You'd get somebody there. You'd also, get, you'd... also, can you do a Blackadder without Lord Flashheart? I know. Mm. This is what I was thinking about as well. Because, oh, yeah, that, that does make me. Because there's a few cast members from Blackadder that are sadly no longer with us. And I just found. I mean, some of it now is not really politically correct. Some of the stuff from Blackadder. Wasn't politically but... correct then. No, I suppose it weren't, were it? <laughs> but I just think it'd be so good. And I haven't, I haven't seen even rumblings of Blackadder since that Sky One movie that they did. Remember that Blackadder back, back and, and forth? forth. Yeah, yeah. Well, I haven't seen that. Where he had a fight with a T Rex or something stupid. Yeah, it was. It was back when, like, it was about the same time that you had Red Dwarf Eight coming out, and they started yeah. doing that kind of shit. I, I, yeah. All I can remember from that one is them, I think, being sitting behind Hadrian's wall. Yeah, 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 that's that all. Happens, I, I yeah. literally remember from that. Yeah, I mean, I ain't seen Rowan Atkinson do much. He, he does Johnny English all the time now, and I'm not yeah. really into Johnny English that much. No. I don't dislike it. I thought the way the Black Ender ended it was so oh, good, God, anyway. Yeah. But I, now I've heard your idea. Blackadder, Hammer, work. and Tickle. <laughs> I like it. I think. What a pun! What a pun! <laughs> so good. Oh, yeah, get it. I'm into it. Get it. Ro- you guys should yeah, be into it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Get, yeah, get a proposal. I'm, I'm sure um, uh, Ron Atkinson's got nothing to do at the minute. Friend of the show. <laughs> He'll be doing Johnny English Seven. <sighs> anyway, <laughs> that's our dream lineup and reboot. So, 
we'll hand it over to the Postmaster General himself and see if anyone else has contacted us this week. Well, some people have, and we're going to start with best boy Kurt Lewin. Okay. And he's saying, to be honest, I struggle to think of a reboot I really liked that was definitely a reboot. We had a lot of discussion <laughs> over what was a reboot and what wasn't. Mate, I've, I've been racking my brain since we announced it, so I've been so confused. Yeah, uh, yeah. And, uh, and then when you worked it out, you didn't shut up about it. Yeah, we're like, ooh. <laughs> well, this and is your a idea this changed is a, a million times. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. But Kurt goes on to say, I like the new Doom and Wolfenstein games, but never played the originals to compare them to the new ones. Mm. Also, especially the new Wolfenstein games, they're very good reboots. Perf- yeah. Perfectly yeah. good reboots as well, yeah. And Doom. Doom yeah. 2016 was, you know... Yeah, I don't like the new, the new Doom. Doom. Yeah, but Eternal fucked it. Um, <sighs> so, my best effort is Casino Royale. It's my favourite Bond film by some distance and would class it as a reboot as it was a grittier take on Bond with less focus on the gadgets and all the other usual Bond tropes. Mm. Yeah, no, I'll take that. I agree with him. Yeah, yeah. I agree with Casino, him. Casino... Casino Royale came at that point that it had been quite a while since Pierce Brosnan had started phoning it in. Yeah, raising his Dine, eyebrow. Yeah, because Dying of the Day was pretty poor. Um, <sighs> Apart from the, uh, the ice car chase, that was no, really no, there was oh, nothing that good was in that awful. film. I love that. Oh, it was a dreadful film. Oh, well, I like yeah. it. Did the Bourne Supremacy reboot Bond? <laughs> I, I kind of think it did, really, didn't yeah, it? Yeah, they were playing um, catch-up to Bond. I love those movies. Yeah, I love I do. them so much. Uh, worst reboot I would go with Tomb Raider and Angel of Darkness on the yes. PS2. Do you know Despite what? having a character called Kurt, it was not <laughs> enough to save it. Do you know, I've got a story about Angel of Darkness. So uh, remember Blockbusters, lest yeah. we forget. Um, I, I, yeah, I had um, <laughs> I had some uh, credit at Blockbusters to, and I, I was waiting for Angel of Darkness so much because I think it was back in the time when magazines were corrupt and they were saying this is going to yes. be the best fucking yeah. game ever. Yeah, so we're paid to say it was the best, and some of the I think there's a big scandal about it as well. I think this opened a lot of people's eyes. They were saying it's fantastic, really good, controls are amazing. So rushed, use my credit, blockbusters, got Angel Darkness, slapped it on. Fuck me, the controls on that, <laughs> just generally the controls, everything about it. And I was full on goth at that point, and Lara Croft was a full on goth in it. And I thought, this is me. This is this is it. But it was shite, and I tried to go back to Blockbusters, and they said, "Now you spent credit on it, we can't refund your credit." So I had that fucking shite game for years. See, that's never yeah, finished I, it. Driver Three, that was the one that did me in. Oh, Driver Three! Shit I was out. so angry at that game. <laughs> that was another series where a reboot was just desperately needed. Yeah. I got it. Team Raider. So the new, yeah. the new, the three Tomb Raider trilogies that we've got now are incredible. Yeah, I think really those good. three games. Moving on to Steve Little, he says mm-hmm. his favorites. Or Dread, or the yeah. new Apes trilogy. Yep. Yeah. Did like Dread. Wish they'd make more of that. Yep. Mm. Uh, least favourite, I'd have even forgotten about this one. The Tom Cruise Mummy film. <laughs> oh, I forgot fuck. this was a thing. Me, me, no, me no, and Kate Tom went to Cruise. watch this once, and we both fell asleep in the first 10 minutes, and then they just never bothered. <laughs> the film is shite, but the game based on the film, The Mummy they... Demastered, yeah, is that, one of yeah. the best Metroidvanias in recent years. It's incredible. What oh, I'd really? like to, yeah. yeah. What I'd like to see downsizing. I thought the central idea was excellent. That there was probably a great film to be had, but they never got What's the tone downsizing. Right. They were trying it. to make a social issue film with something to say for the festival crowd or a broader rom com for the mainstream crowd. Probably too soon and or too forgettable to ever happen though. So downsizing was a film where I believe um, 
Matt Damon. Matt Damon is shrunk. I mean, he's already little oh, anyway. Oh, fuck, I've seen it, yeah. Yeah, he's shrunk and put into this kind of Petri dish world. Yeah, and he's now rich because he only had like 200 quid in real life. Yeah. And that money yeah. like equates to a lot more when you're shrunk. Oh, I yeah. remember that. It was a good idea, but not a that good a film, I don't remember. No, no, recall. it was not They shaved his well. hair off and everything, didn't they? It wasn't well they, executed stuff? at all. It's yeah. basically like their way of saving the world. Yeah, yeah, Shrinking yeah, yeah. people and like, cause you use less resources. Micro, micro neighborhoods and yeah. stuff. Yeah, yeah, I remember that. Jeff Snazel says Jumanji was a very good reboot, as is Dread and the Planet of the Apes trilogy. Mm. One of the worst has to be the 2019 Hellboy. Yeah, what were they thinking? Mate, there, I watched man? that and I forgot every single thing about. You know, I giggled throughout that entire film because I, it felt oh. like watching a video game, but I don't recall it being that good. Ron Perlman sold Hellboy so well. Oh yeah, so he, good in there. I've said it on multiple discords, and I've got slant. I've I've got like kicked out of discords for this. I think Hellboy <laughs> Two is one of the best comic book films ever made. So yeah, I really enjoy it. I'm a big Hellboy fan, and I like yeah, Del Toro a lot. And Hellboy yeah. Two yeah. is fucking brilliant. Yeah, the, totally 20, the, the 2019 Hellboy just got the tune wrong. Like I like the design of David Harbour's Hellboy. Like he looked really yeah. intimidating, really yeah. cool. And I like the like the voice and kind of a bit of the performance into it. But he just didn't yeah. sell being Hellboy. Nope. It was just angry red man kind of thing. Yeah. Um, Jeff goes on to say, "I'd like to see a Dark Tower reboot." As what we got was mm. awful. Agreed. <laughs> I also, walked out of that one. <laughs> <laughs> I love the books. Also, I, I did like it. I did like World War Z as a standalone film, but as an adaptation of the terrific source material, it was terrible. So I'd like to see that one redone. Such a good book as well. I should really read that book. Oh, it's so good. Uh, Newton Thomas comes in saying, "Does Twenty One Jump Street count as a reboot?" Yes. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah, absolutely. Great, it does, yeah. great reboot. Also, JJ's Star Trek is one of my favorites. The first, yeah, I like, uh, the first one, yeah. The first one is a very good reboot, and then yeah, Into Darkness was not a good sequel, though. No, and Beyond, I, I've forgotten everything about Beyond. Into Darkness is the one that's the um, calm. That one, yeah. Isn't it? yeah. <laughs> it just holds no weight. It's like when it, it, it back, it's just like, no, my name is Carl Noonan Singh. He's just like, what, what? What does I, that matter love... in this universe? What does that matter to this Kirk? He's never met you before. You've never, never had the that conversation. It doesn't hold any weight. The reveal just—it's pure fan service. Yeah, it is. It's it, the thing is that the, he could have been Khan from the start. Yeah, and and they could have built up that because obviously the relationship between Kirk and Khan in the original series started in the TV series. Yes, yeah, yeah exactly. And it then reached its zenith in Star Trek Two, which is an incredible film. Mm-hmm. I love Eggs Benedict Cucumberbatch, and he's terrible in that. He's fucking terrible but in that. He's not terrible in it, but he's he just is. playing. He's just playing Sherlock with muscles. Mm. He's not even muscle though, is he? Ma- and he's mag- no, he is. magic. He's, he's, he's jackknot. Yeah. But he is, he is just doing the Sh- the Sherlock performance of being kind of very mm, rigid and stare, robotic. Staring behind psyche. people. Yeah. <laughs> and which is kind of what he was known for at the time anyway. I suppose. But yeah, yeah the, 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 the reveal of him being Khan has no impact other than for the fans. And it's yeah, telegraphed it gone. so Who? far in advance as well. <laughs> mm. Everyone um, guessed it before the film even came out. Exactly, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Oh, but yeah, the 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 first one, so the, the kind of that origin story, the two thousand nine one. I thought that mm. was fucking brilliant. Did they do a third one? I've not seen that. Yeah, they did beyond. Uh, beyond, which What's I liked. Like? It's it's not bad. It's got a very different tune because uh, Simon Pegg wrote it. So oh, right. it's got I'll a slightly a chance, cheeky then. tune to it. Um, but it does that thing that odd numbered Star Trek films do, where yes. it tries to get a bit preachy and a bit uh, oh. philosophical. 
and there's not as much action. However, there is uh, there's some really brilliant visuals in it. And there so are after really good um, but into you'll, darkness, you'll, they went into space. So is it in space? This one, like further on, like no, no, they crash on a planet. Oh, fuck it's mostly it, it does that in Star Trek Insurrection thing where they're on a planet. Yeah, yeah. But also because Simon Pegg wrote it, Scotty has a very big part in it. Also <laughs> <laughs> does. Wants more money. Uh, last one up. Uh, Dominic Skelton says definitely Jumanji. That could be almost be the textbook example of re- rebooting done right. Yeah, I would I would agree with that one. I do like the two Jumanji. The two yeah, Jumanji really that good. Are. I like I The refuse, Rock as an actor. I really do. I refuse yeah, to see good. the first, uh, Welcome to the Jungle. No, sorry, the first Jumanji. Re- yeah, Welcome to the Jungle was the first reboot. Something one. like that. Something like that. I refuse to say it on the basis that I love the original Jumanji so much. And I thought, no, they're going to fuck this up. They're going to fuck this up. They're gonna... And what I never appreciated was that, no, they made a different film. Oh, yeah. It was really fucking good. Yeah. It's like, computer when I finally game, did sit it? down and watch it, it was just like, oh, this is incredible. Yeah. I mean, I went to see um, the Empire podcast, I went to see him live. I, I'm, my, I asked a question, a Q&A at the end, and I was like, "What? what's a good example of something that sounded like a terrible idea when you heard about it, but actually turned out really well? And Jumanji was the one that got brought up. Yeah. Because it oh. is a perfect idea. It's like, what the fuck? What are they going to do with Jumanji again? It's like, we're going to take it in to, you, you into the game. Yeah. We're going to play around with that. I thought they'd have said something like Mark Wahlberg's Italian job. <laughs> no, I was talking about something that turned out good. <laughs> well, the, the thing is, is well, that whole concept of going to the game, that was the, the car, there was a cartoon in the 90s. Yeah, I remember that. And they went it. into the game, and I used to enjoy that. Yeah. And so when they yeah. said, oh, they're going, they're going to go to the game, but it's a video game this time, I'm like, oh, no, they're going to make a taking the piss out of video games as well. They did aren't a they? space kind of Jumanji, games. didn't they? Zephora. Uh, Zephora, yeah. Yeah. I've never seen that. It's all right. Uh, yeah, I really like the, the two Jumanji films. Uh, and he finishes off with saying, and if it falls into your category, the 2000s Battlestar Galactica 2. Yes, yeah, we, we absolutely agree counts. on that one. Mm-hmm. But that, uh, that's everything we have this week in the mailbox. Thank you, everybody. Now you can get rid of those letters, chuck them in the fire. Right then, so we'll go to the socials with our social correspondent, Stig. Thank you very much. Yes, yeah, so if you want to um, find us on our socials, you can find us on Twitter at Modern Escapism and on there you'll find a link to all of our episodes our other socials and our Discord if you have any comments you can either tweet us there or you can email us at modernescapismpod at gmail.com we have a, a good an announcement this week that Uh-oh. on Monday the 29th of I'm March I'm leaving no no, no you're no. not sit down <laughs> on Monday the 29th of March we are guesting on the Monday Nightmare on Deal Radio so this is a show hosted by friend of the show and enemy of oodles, mm. our community member Monk's boy, and he invited yes, us on for a, for a chat, and we all got to pick a song each for the show. So uh, yeah, you can listen to that at nine pm at dealradio.co.uk. It's basically the end of my career. Yeah, <laughs> come and listen to a whole uh, show of oodles Easter eggs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh dear. <laughs> yeah, it'd be, it's going to be uh, a good laugh. So uh, tune in at 9pm on Monday. And if you like to watch gaming streams, you can come and watch us at twitch.tv Modern Escapism when we're on. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I managed to stream this week. Yes. Uh, last few weeks have uh, been on and off for us all 
things get in the way. So uh, family and feeling like shit life. and whatnot. So life. So we stream when we can. We tried to stream on Saturdays, Mondays and Wednesdays. So we won't be streaming this Monday because of the deal radio. But uh, Saturdays, if Oodles is around, it'll be continuing with Bioshock. Uh, Wednesdays, we're not on this week to do our Dead Space 3 run because... <laughs> This was comes out after we're not on for Dead Space. <laughs> I mean, why me? Do you know what? Keep that in gadget because I'm an idiot. This come <laughs> <laughs> this Wednesday. We I'm... will be on uh, a Dead for Dead Space. It'll three be a fresh week because it comes out after we've done our Justice League special, so... which you all loved. <laughs> yep. <laughs> So that that hasn't come up yet because that comes out after this. <laughs> I don't know how time works. Okay, okay, Oodles. This comes out on Thursday. Okay. The Justice League pod we recorded, as the listeners will hear it, yesterday. We're recording oh, it on right. Wednesday coming. And I'm editing that on the day this comes out. So it com- the Justice League pod comes out the day after on the Friday. This is like the Flashpoint Paradox. <laughs> yeah. You lost it when you went oodles. <laughs> yeah, true. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know, I don't know why works. I don't know why I explain things to him. Uh, I just tell him, tell sorry, him what to sorry, say. You're telling, me, our, our you're telling me right just... now this isn't Thursday. Yeah. <laughs> no. Our socials oh, is just consent. Uh, or is it? Gone to chaos there. So, yeah, we will be back on Wednesday then for, for a Dead Space 3. Uh, so uh, join us as we continue that. And as ever... Uh, leave us five star reviews because clearly from that bit of socials there you you can tell how how much we are worth five stars. <laughs> and if you don't leave us a five star review, Oodles will reboot you. Yes, yes, I've been known to reboot extremely hard. <laughs> you should see his Rotten Tomato score; it's dreadful. You should speak Six, to his sixty nine actually. <laughs> My favourite number. Anyway, thank you very much gentlemen for this it's been a pleasure once i got my head wrapped round the concept i think it went <laughs> rather nice <laughs> next episode i'll be discussing time and how time works a <laughs> <laughs> not so brief history of time with oodles trying to wrap oh my his god head it. imagine that i'm going to write a novel <laughs> about how you i look think at the, the world works you look at the hands on the mickey mouse clock oodles <laughs> That is genuinely my um, my watch's face as well. <laughs> you think I'm kidding. Right, so, after all that, thank you very much. Thank you very much, everyone, for sticking around. And hopefully, we won't be rebooted. And we'll see you next time. Good night. Reboots. Can oh. lightning really start, strike start twice? Again, start again, start again. I didn't want him to pick up that fart that I just did. <laughs> you could catch it, could edit that out. I don't know, I didn't know. Sorry, I didn't know. <laughs> hey, guys, I wonder what will be our Easter egg at the end of this. <laughs> it could just be a collection. Gotcha. Now now here's a minute of, of oodle Easter, Oodle's Easter eggs. Oh, I'm man. sorry. Enjoy. You might have not even heard it.
I don't know how yeah, quiet you could it do was. like it's an all right on the night special. I don't know how quiet it was. I've got these but it just crept up my back. Yeah, come out my neck. Just put me off. It made me jump. 